Welcome to your only 100% rage-free podcast, Don't Feed the Trolls. We have a very special, special uh, episode for you today, a bit of a collaboration between our friend Ethan Luck and ourselves that we recorded back in the summer, and uh, I think we re- might have released this for the uh, the patrons, but it was so fun, and Nate was so funny, I thought, why not? Why not release it to everybody? But first, we have a few updates. Uh, one is, Nate, your band Sherwood is going on tour very soon, if not in the next, I would guess, week or so after this comes out? Yeah, hopefully you post this pretty soon so people get on the uh, the old ticket train. At least but, a couple uh, weeks till you till you hit the road, let's say that. Yeah, October 18th, we start a tour in Nashville. And I'm pretty pumped right now because uh, that tour is on the album we put out called A Different Light, which we just put up the pre-order for the vinyl last night. And we've already pre-ordered like 75 records. Oh, They're no going- way. They're going fast. That's People great. like that album. Yeah, we're. Uh, I, I was stoked. I was stoked because we ordered five hundred, and I was like, "Here we go, rolling the dice." <laughs> yeah, I mean, vinyl is always like that. It's like it's always a huge, it's always a huge bet. You go, okay, here goes all my money. Hopefully, people want it. <laughs> yeah, and I've spent the last six weeks trying to get this, dude. It's been a disaster. Right. I I emailed people at Universal Music Group trying to find files. That's how deep I got. <laughs> like I've been there, and dealing with those old dinosaurs is is none none so easy. Yeah, so basically the original unmastered mixes were nowhere to be found and the artist still hasn't gotten back to me. Well, I've tweeted him, that's I've emailed him. That's what artists do. They just they don't get back. Especially they're if just, they're if if they're not uh, being paid by you currently. And even if they are, they often take a week to get back to you. That's Oh, I mean this This yeah. is me criticizing all you graphic design people who can't get back. You should all be yeah. fired, jailed, killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah beat steady with an pro- old desktop with with old photoshop <laughs> files in it yeah steady um, is steady progression of punishment for all you people that have oh, made me wait so i ended up having to do it in illustrator myself um thank god for all the tools that illustrator has now in photoshop really uh, yeah i mean you can kind of do you know you can use that content aware fill and kind of fill it out and make it nice do the t- i mean i basically made it look kind of Honestly, the I'm looking at the back cover of that record right now, and the back record, I don't really like it. I think I, uh, I wonder if ten years ago the printing process um, compressed those files a little bit too much. Like perhaps it's even it's even better now if you were to take the same file to to the printers. Well, it's a little it's just a little busy and a little bit you know it's just a little corny. There's just a lot going on, and I yeah. think sometimes simple is better. But uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, I dusted off my Photoshop Illustrator skills, and uh, finally our producer found it on like a dusty old hard drive, and we got right the record remastered for vinyl, and we put up the pre-order last night on our Facebook and our website, and there's like eight shows that we're playing that you can buy tickets for. Yeah, you're going where? Nashville, St. Louis. Can you say all the shows? Yeah, Nashville. We start in Nashville, Tennessee on october 18th then we go to st louis oklahoma city kansas city chicago detroit akron ohio and then cincinnati and most of those places like why the hell are you playing there because we haven't gone there in a long time i know a lot of you know you got to wake up some sherwood fans out in the middle of nowhere sherwood a predominantly west coast band to begin with hasn't been on tour even 
even on the West Coast and in, in since, you know, well, last year, but since that for how many years before that? Yeah, I don't think we'd played since like 09 or something like that. So, um, yeah, back in the day, man. So, yeah, if you listen to this podcast and you live in one of those places, go on our website, SherwoodMusic.net, get a ticket, bring a friend. Um, and just for our listeners, I think I actually have a discount code. Ooh. Yeah, let me look here. That's it. Just for troll people, because you listen to my podcast and you're a good friend. If you type in just the code at, at checkout, bands in town, you'll get you'll get like ten percent off. Bands in so town, one word, lowercase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's so troll awesome. starvers, type in bands in town, get a little discount. Come to the show, talk to me about all things trolls related, and uh, yeah, pester me a little bit and talk to me about my podcast, not my band. We should tell. Uh, we should tell also people if if you've missed us, like maybe you're, maybe you're a casual listener of Don't Feed the Trolls, and you were like, where where were the episodes all summer? Well, we put out an episode sort of describing that. Maybe we didn't do a good job. So here we go. We were going live on Patreon basically every week all summer, doing an unedited conversational podcast, and we released a bunch of stuff there all summer for our patrons. Um, and you can become a patron if that sounds interesting yeah. by supporting the podcast with as little as a dollar a month. Um, or, you know, if you feel generous, a cup of coffee a month for the hours and hours of endless entertainment we bring you on a weekly basis. Uh, so you can go over to yeah. patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls or you can click through from our website, trollspodcast.com. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and get a bunch of stuff, just tons and tons of stuff. If you're all caught up on this podcast and you had the summer to do it, maybe you are, uh, yeah. you can listen to some more candid conversations, I think between me and Nate, Yeah, mostly drinking on his back porch in, in Nashville and <laughs> arguing about Bigfoot, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. Go to Patreon, uh, support a little extra because Matt needs to buy a snowblower for this summer. I mean, this, sorry. <laughs> It's not after that the bad. summer, it's after not, the summer for the winter. Yeah, exactly. It's not that bad. I, I got a neighbor who actually he mows the lawn now and in the winter time, he'll come up the driveway with um with his uh I don't know it's not a snowblower it's a snowplow of sorts on a tractor. Well, so, Matt just blew our opportunity to get a couple extra sponsors. <laughs> so uh, I might want to tip the guy once in a while. My aunt, I think, pays. Okay, for yeah, it. Matt. <laughs> Matt's gonna tip his neighbor who's gonna do all the snow blowing. So you need to go to Patreon.com/slash Don't Feed the Trolls and help Matt survive the winter. Yeah, help us all survive. Uh, so this episode, this was a fun one. Um, yeah. We, really we did fun. this with uh, with Nate's good friend and my friend as well, Ethan Luck, who has been in every band you've ever heard of, plus currently plays guitar in a band, a little band called Kings of Leon. And Ethan's one of those hustlers. He just never, he, he, he never stops going and doing and creating, and he's good at everything he does. It's just one of those guys you want to hate, but then you meet him and he's just really friendly and you can't. So you hate that you can't hate him. I don't know if you've ever felt that. Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that sounds uh, like a that sounds like a plain white tea song or something. <laughs> I hate that I can't hate you. Hate Delilah. <laughs> um, hate yeah. there, Delilah. Hate. I don't hate you after all. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, dating you ourselves, been, right? You could have wrote some hits for uh, 
for, for playing my tease, Matt. You blew it. I missed a lot of good opportunities back then. Uh, <sighs> but but Ethan has always capitalized on all of all of his opportunities all through his life. And so we talk a lot about that. He happens to be Nate's neighbor. So Nate was able to walk over to his house and record the podcast in his little studio there. And I was on the road with Vocal Few traveling across the country. And so I tuned in by phone. Yeah, and, we phoned uh, you in. You phoned me in. with you. And uh, I didn't say much, which I thought was actually good because normally I say too much. And Nate kind of led the show and, and it was mostly a, a, a solid ribbing of Ethan for all of the bands he's been in, which I thought was really funny. So uh, we think you might like it too. If you like the music industry stuff, if you like the behind the scenes stuff, this is going to be a fun one. And just Nate uh, or Nathan, Ethan is a very interesting guy. Nathan is too, but uh, but Ethan is our guest, and so I think he'll entertain you with some of uh, the stories and and the way that he sees the world. So yeah. Without further delay, here is. Ethan's podcast, The Pirate Satellite, in concert with Don't Feed the Trolls. Enjoy. Reporting live from the field. <laughs> what, I'm here. What field are you in right now? I'm in a field in, in, in Shenandoah National Park. I'm actually by a pool watching the sunset over Ooh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. That must be terrible. nice. Terrible. Appalachia. Ooh, Appalachia. Is that in New Jersey? Um, you know, it's the, the mountains themselves stretch pretty far, but I'm in Virginia. Oh, okay, okay. You know, uh, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Mama, you know that one. Take you know me the home. One. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before before we got you on the phone, we decided that this is going to be a joint episode. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Is that cool with you? Do we have your approval? We have to do two intros. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pirates Trolls Feeding Podcast. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm yeah, down. yeah. So, so at any point, we're all we're all hosts here. We're all hosts. There is no guests. No, I mean, fair enough. I'm your guest, and you're my guests. So we're all we're all guests, or we're all hosts. Yeah, right, Matt. Beautiful. That, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> so, Ethan, I guess we can start off uh, talking about you because. Oh, okay, fine. Because uh, you're sort of the man of many talents and many hats. Well, I did hook up a phone to my interface to record Matt, so I'm pretty pretty talented. Yeah, you're pretty talented. And you are my neighbor, two True. houses down. Hang on, no. Get it right. Three doors down. <laughs> Ethan is three doors down. Well, here's my question. Will you, so you, will you still call it, me Superman? Yeah, and you would have played at Trump's inauguration, right? You would have? Uh, <laughs> Ethan... Oh. You've always been my kryptonite, man. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know any of their songs, guys. I don't get these jokes. That You really don't know that song? Come on. <laughs> Who doesn't know that one song? I always thought the, the, it was a shitty figure of speech, kryptonite. Like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, chocolate ice cream is my kryptonite. Oh, it totally like, is. What? It kills you? It, it literally <laughs> kills you. Yeah, you, you, you first lose all your strength. 
and you slowly die until someone takes it away from you. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like normally you're invincible, and then you have chocolate ice cream and you die. So why are you eating chocolate ice cream, you calling could. it your kryptonite? That's true. It's a little extreme, but it works. Yeah, a little extreme. Um, dudes, I'm just... Everyone has I, to say they're kryptonite. Come on. What, like, what is your kryptonite? Yeah, what is your kryptonite? And then we'll get into this. Uh... I'd say my kryptonite is getting on airplanes, which could kill me. That's oh. true. That's a valid fear. Oh, that's probably the one thing. I thought you were going to say something like pistachios. Pistachios? No, that's John Warren. Okay, <laughs> he's allergic to nuts. Oh, yeah, but it's something you enjoy that would oh, that if you overdose on, you'll die. Not something you hate. Oh, heroin. Oh, which is which you is enjoy heroin. Metaphor. Okay. Which is where the metaphor breaks down because it's clear that Superman does not enjoy kryptonite. Okay, yeah, at he all. doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't enjoy. It. Okay, so it's something you hate that will also kill you, and you. But you have to partake in it or something. But you don't. Superman doesn't have to partake in it. It's just there, and guys like Lex Luthor use it to destroy him. Hmm. So yeah. your kryptonite is something. See, I, Comcast. Like, Comcast well, is your kryptonite. Oh, Comcast is my kryptonite. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I think we're unanimous. Com Comcast <laughs> is our kryptonite because it's it's something you don't want to be a part of. Yeah. It's right. just it's always there. Right. Yeah. And if you it, really dig into it, it's gonna hurt you so badly. It yeah. exists in the universe, and your villains will use it against you. Yeah. Eventually, it always comes back to Comcast kicking your ass on a Saturday yeah. night when you'd rather be out with your friends. Instead, you're on a phone call and you're on hold yeah. for about six hours yep. trying to negotiate <laughs> your next six months yeah, the, of, a, of a promo package <laughs> somehow obliterated your bank account six months prior. The, the villains are also known as customer service representatives. Yeah. <laughs> if you call them now, though, they actually try to make it. They go overboard to be nice. Yeah. I am operator man. Yeah. Did you have a great service today? Would you, no. How would you rate it on a 1 to 10 scale? But I would say, for me, pollution <laughs> is my kryptonite. Pollution is? Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like really? It's, really, Nate? You need to drive. You're such a hippie. You need to drive. Shut up. What happened to you when you moved away from Nashville Guys. for a year? <laughs> Guys. Come on, man. We drive diesel me. trucks. Pollution. You can't, even see, you can't even see pollution. It's not pollution like you live in L.A. ruined my hormones and caused me to cry a lot lately. So... <laughs> Hey, I, I, I'm from Southern California, so I've seen I've seen kryptonite in the face. Yeah, come on, <laughs> I don't. This it, is new to me. You've seen it in every sunset. This is a new <laughs> yeah. term to me. Kryptonite became something different in this conversation than I've ever. I couldn't prepare for this. Yeah, <laughs> I thought kryptonite was pistachios, and now all of a sudden you're telling me it's Comcast. <laughs> anyway, back to Ethan Luck. Back to me. You have two podcasts. I Seventeen do. bands that you've been a part of. Uh, seventeen and a half. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it all goes all the way back to when you and I were in the same room together, when you were in the Dingies. Have we talked about this? I don't think we've talked that about we, this we were in on the a same, podcast. I thought the first time I met you was on a Reliant K tour. No, no, no. You played drums. Do tell. Actually, you might have been playing drums in Value Pack. Were okay, you? That, uh, that, yeah, I, I toured with them for a short time. Okay, I think you played drums in Value Pack. Okay. And what? I didn't. I didn't. We and and I, my local band in high school was playing the show. Okay. Years later, you told me something about touring with Value Pack. I think there was like a photo. And I told you about this church venue in Sacramento, and you're like, I think I played that show, and I thought you looked familiar. And then we met up in 2007 on yeah. Ryan, Ryan K tour. Dude, this is our 10 year friendiversary. Wow, look at that. 
if my math 2007. is correct, if my math is correct, if my math is correct, and I didn't finish college, I'm pretty sure it's been ten years. It's been ten years, but it was planted in the soil much before that. Oh, apparently so. <laughs> According to you, it, it has. It was. <laughs> yeah, and then the pollution of the world just destroyed. Yep, yep, destroyed our. But family. hey, Ethan, I, I, go Ethan, ahead, I think I've known. I think I've known you for nine years. I was just counting. Uh, Warp Tour 2008 is when I met you. Correct. Yeah, so, that's insane. That's just. So crazy how I know. far how how long that that's been. Well, and we I mean we've gotten to do I mean all three of us have gotten to do tours together not all at the same time but I, I've toured with Matt I've toured with Nate and uh, it's always a good time. I don't know why we haven't all toured together or started like a I wouldn't call it a super group. Um, not like the super tones. Not like the super tones. <laughs> <laughs> Which you were in the super tones too. I was. It's true. It's yeah. true. If there is this a Christian band I've, out I've there only... that you. Has, that has warmed your heart at some point in your life. Ethan has probably played He's in that band. In it, Oh, yeah. my gosh. Listen, I, I, I get a lot of shit over the years. We're like, oh, you've been in so many bands. You've been in so many bands. But it's not really that many. It's not like, you know, Dave Grohl numbers or uh, somebody else who's been in a lot of band numbers. But Would you say <laughs> that when someone says that, it's like a super drag? It's a bit of a super drag. <laughs> I wasn't... <laughs> I was not in that band. That's a great band, though. Check them out sometime. That's one band you haven't been in. I can't believe it. That's the only Super one. Drag. But you've been in Demon Hunter. You haven't stuck to one yeah. genre, either. You've been all over the place. No, man. No, can't can't hold me back. Metal, ska, reggae, yeah, hip-hop, punk rock. country. Country band? Uh, Not yet. <laughs> and your last big gig was playing for Kings of Leon. Have you heard of them? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I played with them for a little bit as an auxiliary musician, so... yeah. My sex isn't uh, on fire as much uh, as maybe your sex is on fire. Well, it's probably because of the pollution. Yeah, the pollution. It really does mess with it your really stamina. Cools, Damn cools that pollution! <laughs> all right, all the jokes aside, uh, Matt, we're just being idiots over here. How are you doing in the field? No. Is this still uh, good? You, know, you guys, you guys don't even need me here. I'm, I'm by the pool. I'm still by the pool, yelling into at my computer screen i love that you're, uh, you're lounging by a pool recording a podcast well you're my wife i mean is you're not me recording it right now she's yeah, what but at least you're close with a smile with a smile she's she, my wife is smiling <laughs> are your and kids flipping asleep? Me off. my kids are asleep your kids are asleep then you're probably good right <sighs> who knows man my kids don't even exist your, your, your boys are still, are still swimming still swimming <laughs> i hope at some point during during this episode that all of a sudden we hear matt go into dad mode like no do not run by the pool <laughs> he, yeah it, it happens there's been times when i was just like mid pod we've been mid podcasting and kids will come in and we're like and we just let it we just let it roll do you guys edit that out uh sometimes i don't because it's funny yeah and it's like yeah that's real life that's how, that's that's why you need to join our patreon guys because our kids need oh, yeah. to eat <laughs> speaking of patreon you have one too yeah you no have a patreon no! Whoa! is yours called super ethan technically i have two patreon accounts wow because i have two podcasts guys matt can we start another patreon for one podcast yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> don't do feed you... the trolls patreon how how do you... i want to know the one guy with like the most patreons the most the patrons? one guy that has like no, he's got like ten different Patreon. Oh, different accounts. accounts. Different it would accounts. be yeah. Ethan because no. I, I, listen, <laughs> Super Tones is coming back. No, hang on, hang Ethan on. Henry's going to do a reunion route record. Here's the thing. Well, there's. It's bad. not like I was in all those bands at the same time. 
So, so why would I start okay. that many Patreon accounts at the same time? But you could do a Supertones podcast. Why would I do that? <laughs> start a third Patreon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ethan, what? Ethan, can we talk about something for our podcast? Because I, I know this is going to be on your podcast. Or, or maybe we'll just cut the whole thing because it's garbage. But um, one of the things we talk about is like DIY hustle, which I feel like you just kill naturally. You just do it well. You have a hustle. You have sort of you hum. You hum at a high level. And, and I, I, and I remember, I remember you got, um, we can talk about it or not, but you got fired from your, your job in Reliant K and like, well, whatever it was, (laughs) you left. Now the dirty Uh, juice is coming out. What happened? (laughs) And you, uh, a long list of pre-Reliant K members. Ethan Lux spills it all. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Continue, Matt. You, you basically, like, a couple weeks later, you called me and you're like, hey, if Classic Crime's going out on tour, love to come out as a tech. And I was like, Ethan, I don't know if we can afford you. <laughs> <laughs> this is for, like, my perspective, and you can you can share your side of it. Okay, okay. And I'm like, I'm like we're going out with, like, the Rocket Summer and we're support and it's not going to be any, any good for anybody. And we're, like, rolling around in the van. And I don't know. You just always seem, like, you know, a little bit more pro than – than what we do and then literally i think like three months later you're on tour with cold war kids yeah and pretty much and then and then and then what seemed like a blink of time later you're on tour with kings of leon uh and then and then what seemed like a flash later you were in kings of leon (laughs) i was never in kings i'll explain this if you would like to hear it Yes, if please, your please. listeners and my listeners like to hear this, so basically, uh, without getting in, you know, too much in the in the deep end of the dirt, I left Reliant K. Things kind of went bad. Uh, we're fine now, but they went bad at the time. I was really pissed off. I was angry, and I was like, I can't take this shit anymore. I'm I'm out. I'm out. Uh, I I was pretty much calling like anyone I knew that was going on tour sometime soon, and so it was like. Okay, uh, I think, oh, Matt and those guys are going on tour. I should hit him up because, I, I mean, literally, I, I had no money. I was like, shit, what am I going to do? I got to pay a mortgage, like bills and all this stuff. Yeah. So that's where the hustle part comes in. It's like, you know what? I'm going to, yeah, I want to be on the road playing music for a living. That's what I've always done. But I don't really have the choice right now. I have to do whatever I have to do to, to make ends meet. So that's why you got the phone call. And then, but yeah. Uh, Did you call the Supertones? I did not call the Supertones. The Supertones had already reformed at this point. <laughs> I know. That's why. Did, yeah. did you call? I mean, what's the weirdest band you called on the, the list of bands? <laughs> I don't think there was any weird <laughs> bands I called. It was just like uh, I was just calling any any contact I had, any friend that was either in a band or worked for a band or, uh, you know, was a band leader for a solo artist, something. I just I just needed to get on tour and and have a job. You know, that was basically it, you know. So, but yeah, fast forward a little bit. Like I did some, uh, I did a, a tour teching on that uh, Trite Lover Arms tour, which Bryce from the Rocket Summer was on a few dates of that. And then shortly after that, I got a call from a friend who knew the Cold War Kids guys and they were looking for a tech. And I was like, I'll take it because I need, I need to work. And, uh, but Matt, where you are correct is that in a blink of an eye, I was on tour with Kings of Leon because literally I finished, I think almost three months straight with Cold War Kids and, yeah. I, and I was beat to death and got home. I was looking at about a month off to rest and just regroup and figure my life out. And I got a phone call three days after getting home uh, from 
someone that worked for Kings and Leon, we need a tech. Can you fly out tomorrow? And I was like, oh my God. Crazy. Yes, I can fly out tomorrow. Where am I flying to? Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> and then I left for six weeks. Yeah, and that's, a, and that's a weird thing. I, I think we could talk a little about this, so like being on both sides of the coin, because you've obviously been in so many bands. Sure. And then you tech for a band. It's weird. Like Then all of a sudden you're like an employee of the band, and then you have this weird different relationship all of a sudden. Yeah, and I don't think it's people, weird. People realize like you could talk about that a little bit because like I've never been able to. I don't know. I'm kind of like Matt, where I like if we're not our own boss, we're like, forget it, we're out. I mean, dude, and I know you. That, I know you. That's me. Yeah, but sometimes you can't afford to do totally, that. totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's what that's really what I admire about you, Ethan, is that you have got a level of hustle that is just like I'll do anything, and it's matched with a level of talent that is literally I can do anything. So like if you need someone who can play drums, I can play drums better than your drummer. I can play guitar better than your guitarist and I can do everything. And I'm, and I'm a good hang. The whole thing about being crew is like, can you hang and are you cool? Which oh yeah, you that is true. That's down. a, that, that's a huge thing. Trust me. I'm we, we, in, and I've, I've, I've worked for Kings Leon for about four years now, which is weird. It's so crazy. It's gone by that fast. Um, but it's true. Like if you're a crew guy, like a, being a good hang is a huge part of it. That's, I'd say at least half the job. I mean, you got to right. know what you're doing. You got to know what you're working with. Especially at that drums. level. Of course. Yeah. I work for at like that a, level. They don't put up any bullshit. Basically. Of course not. No, if someone's not working out, they might be a great hang, but if they're not working out on stage, like to do their job, then they're gone. Right. You know, but, um, Th those are very kind words from you, Matt McDonald. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I mean you are. You, well, they're all true. They're absolutely. Well, all thank true. you. That's yeah. why but here's here's the thing from from my perspective, the hustle part of it to me is just what I what I do. Uh, whether that was you know spending sixteen years straight touring in bands, either making crap money or making good money, I'm going to work hard no matter what. And yeah. In the off time, I'm you know work on other projects, and even with like currently being a guitar tech for Kings of Leon, I mean every day off besides grabbing lunch or dinner with like a couple of the other crew guys that I'm really close with, I pretty much spend in my hotel room like writing music and doing podcasts, like try to be creative and hustle in that world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is something you can do by yourself, and it's hard to right. as you get older to find creative hustles that don't require. I mean, you know, when you're 20 years old, there's always five other dudes are willing to jump in a van and go all over the place but oh yeah harder to find your 30s late 30s yeah but, but you know one of the things i was going to say is is i guess over the years when you become sort of an employee you kind of that's when the hustle almost you want to light the fires under it more because you're like oh, yeah taking orders from somebody after you've been in the band and then you're not in the band what is that what does that feel like <laughs> what do you think it feels well, like? Well, I mean, for people out there that are like driving to work right now that, ha that, that, that think, oh my God, you work for Kings of Leon? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get it. And, and, let, and let me say this. I can't tell if Matt is shushing us or his kids. <laughs> no, it's just a wild no, beaver I'm, that came running I'm, through I'm, the I'm, forest. I'm, I'm breathing in a vape right now. Oh, you vaping, bro? He's vaping. Dude, Christians don't you know, vape. You know, like... Five years ago, I swear I was like around a fire with Ethan, and he had like he was like one of the first people I ever saw vape. And I was like, "Oh, you mean that's kind of lame?" I was like, "I was like, that's kind of lame, dude. Why don't you just smoke cigarettes?" 
And now, <laughs> that's lame. Now, Why do you smoke cigarettes? And now, and now here I am. Oh, here I am. <laughs> Nate's trying to hit my this vape. Is like vaping 2005. I think you found your, crypt- your kryptonite. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Um, so no, I, I, that was like I, a so fog machine. Just to, just to get, just to take that off the table completely. Uh, yeah. I was on tour with Classic Crime for two weeks, and when I'm on tour with Classic Crime, I smoke. And then I got home and I had to move. And I know it's a shitty excuse, but I was like, it's too stressful to not smoke. And then when I was on the road with the kids, I was like, I don't want to smoke around the kids. So yeah. then I just got the, I got the vape. <laughs> Man, I back it, dude. I, I did a I did an episode with uh with I don't know if you guys know Trevor Sarver. He was in that band, The Wedding. Yeah, um, I love Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's awesome. He runs a merch company now. But I had him on an episode, and uh, there's a good portion of it where we talk about vaping. Uh, no, tre- tre- Trevor's one of the ones that like hey. would 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 drop knowledge about it for for years. Oh, Trevor and I are on, on a serious nerd level with with this stuff, man. <laughs> but we're, we're we're going off topic here. Nate is usually the guy that goes off topic. And now okay, I, okay. Now I'm ra- wrangling us back. This together. is what happens when you add a third person in the yeah. equation. No, it matters. This is what happens like, when I when I'm in the field on satellite and I and I can't guide the conversation. Yeah. I just I'm the tro- I'm your troll. I'm dude. picking it up and I'm. <laughs> Taking this football. Imagine if this was zone. officially your episode and not our episode. We yeah. would be way off topic. Well, someone's got to pick up this episode right now because okay. it's going I'll, down the I'll, hill. I'll get us back on track. Okay. So, so, so I love Kings of Leon. I'm driving to work, listening yeah. to this podcast, and you're saying you can't talk bad about your employer. No, I'm not going to. There's nothing to talk bad about. Uh, yes, it is a very cool job that I get to do. Of course, I get to see the world. They treat me very well. I, I'm surrounded by awesome friends uh that either i've gotten to know through the job or that i've brought in like our excuse me our our uh recent most recent drum tech who's been there for about a year is is another nate nate again nate warshowski who i met through um he worked for paramore years ago and when we're like k tour with them we became friends so i've got a really good group of dudes around me like hanging out all the time having an awesome fun time on the road yeah um you know, and it's a great job. I mean, anyone that is like this, oh, wow, I can't believe you do that. But it's that's a different com- camaraderie that you have with like a bunch of dudes making music together, right? That's that's well, the other it, thing too. Yeah, is it's it's. I don't. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't go. I don't get where Nate gets the whole like you can't be your own boss thing. I think you have the best gig in the world. You go out, you do a job, <laughs> you get paid, and then you you can't, they literally don't let you take any other jobs, right? Because you're on retainer. Yeah, but between the so then you go then you go home and make music for a living essentially right <laughs> yeah well, like, i wouldn't say yeah. that the music i make is for a living and I, I don't make oh. hardly anything on my music but here's the deal <laughs> here's the deal but matt it's... you could make a lot of money writing jingles right sure and recording jingles you won't do it because out of principle and i would say the three of us have probably have this in common we were the kids in class probably didn't sit still very well we were into a lot of different things our attention was all over the place and as adults, we're kind of like that too. We all we like to do a lot of stuff. People say, "What do you do, Nate?" And I go, "How much time do you have?" Because exactly, I, yeah, I well, don't even know where to start with what I that's do. That's what that, that that's exactly what Ethan's doing, though. He's hustling sure. his his day job, and then at night he's in the hotel tracking podcasts and writing songs. I mean, that's yeah, to totally. Me, that, I, that, that's the same hustle that I do. Exactly. I have a day job where I answer emails, and it's not really what I want to do. But it's something I'm good at. But the and trolls then... creep up when you're like, hang on, I hang just on, want to be doing on. my own Matt, band, right? Your day job is to answer emails. Well, technically, it's it's to kind of help people release books and music and okay, distribute okay. and market and promote. And so it's all within He's the, in realm the BC of music. umbrella. Got it. But okay. It's, 
they roped him but it's in. all but if, if you boiled it down like if you were to tell my 21 year old self you know when we got signed to tooth and nail hey guess what you're gonna do in 15 years you're gonna be in a garage by yourself answering emails <laughs> and you're gonna be living the dream <laughs> i would i would say no fuck that i don't want to do that but that's what my life is you know I'm no, like, i mean i'm normally in a garage by myself working on music <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm normally in a garage fixing it up, going yeah, to Home true. Depot, finding wires yeah. and parts and drywall. Yeah. Um, I mean, of wood. I guess yeah. to, to kind of wrap up what you're asking, yes, it's a great job. Yes, I have a good time. But the thing I, I miss more than anything, and I think I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that I think about it every single day, is uh, having that collaboration with somebody, that creativeness, like to write music together, to be a part of a unit, and then take what you've worked on, take it out on the road, you know, get in the studio, all that stuff. Like, I yeah. miss that more than anything. So that's where me hustling on days off in hotel rooms or when I'm off for two weeks at home, just work my ass off trying to develop songs and, and or do photography stuff and get out there and do something like that. Yeah. It may not make me hardly any money, but it's it's my passion, and whether that's my main living or not, that's not going to go away. Yeah, leave? I would say oh. I, no. I'm here. <laughs> I was on mute. Oh, um, but offense I, but I, taken. <laughs> I was muting myself, so I wouldn't. Oh, uh, okay. Cut you off. Yeah. yeah, good he was, call. He was vaping. Were we your kryptonite? Yeah, you, you know when you're when you talk as much as I do, sometimes sometimes you have to show some self control and mute yourself. Yeah, but how but, many? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go no, go ahead, Nate. So I was going to say, how many bands have you been in? <laughs> Let's just go through the list. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, be I fun. mean, I mean, there's like little tiny ba- just to showcase the talent of. Ethan I'm just gonna Mark. I'm just gonna go through the list of the bands that uh, that are part of my touring career. Because, you know, we have, you know, I'm sure all of us had bands in junior high and yeah, high school yeah, yeah. that are just, you played your talent show and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So basically my first touring band was the Dingies. Uh, and then the first tour we ever did was with a band called Value Pack and Goaty Hook. And a week before the tour, Value Pack's drummer quit. So they called me and they're like, can you play for us? Like, we, we're leaving in a week. Sure. Is this going to be on the Tooth & Nail podcast? I don't were know. You, I'm, I've never been, you, been approached about have it. Have they called you? Because no. you have some golden goose <laughs> material, I think. Dude, anything that anything that's uh, in the last few years, there's been a few things that come out about Tooth and Nail. Like the Tooth and Nail documentary I was in for a bit. Um, but uh, there was another like Christian music documentary, I think, that someone did. That like who, uh, Matt Hoops was in from Lion K and stuff. And then, like, I think Matt McDonald's helping produce this thing. Oh, right? No, 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 no. That's that's different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, that's well, another thing I'm doing. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a second. But so, uh, yeah, that and the two thousand podcast. I mean, no one. I'm not like sitting around waiting for it. If they don't call me, I don't really give a shit. But if they want to talk to me, great. But um, anyways, back to the what, back. back the, yeah, one of, one of the things that, that confuses me, Ethan, is when you say, and maybe people, maybe our listeners don't know this, but when you say I was in this band and that band, I don't know whether or not you play guitar or drums. Okay, you I'll, can do both very well. I'll, I'll, speci- so, I'll specify. Yeah, specify. So uh, I was in the Dingies, I played drums, and then on that same tour, I, I, my very first national tour I ever did, I played drums for the Dingies and Value Pack. Um, and Value Pack was paying the big bucks back then. They paid me $50 a show, which as a 19-year-old kid, or 18, 19, going on tour for the first time, I thought, dude, I've made it. You hit this it, is how it. Are you? How are you not a millionaire? And if you would have put that money into um, a CD... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, if you would have bought Google ETF, stock or Apple if, stock, no, if you would have put that money into like a low, a low growing, like a like a very moderately aggressive maybe mutual fund, you'd yeah. be a millionaire by now. I mean, it, <laughs> hey, it was fifty bucks a show. Okay, let me let me re- reiterate that. Um, all right, so moving on from there, and then uh, after the dingies. Uh, there was maybe like a year period where I did a couple tours with Value Pack. Like I was never really in the band. They would just we were good friends, and they would just call me and be like, "Hey, we have a you know two month tour coming up. Can you do it?" I'm like, "Sure." Uh, and then from there, I uh, started playing guitar on the Supertones. But I was actually in the Supertones, so to speak, when I was 15 years old. When they were like a local Christian band. What were they called then? Um, they were called Saved. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> Like I said, Christian band. I knew it. I knew they had a different name. You knew what? Of they always they have a different name. Oh, just wait. One day I'll play you. I'll play you some demos we did. It's so bad. Play it at the end. It was so bad. Play it at the end of the podcast. Maybe I don't know. Come on, those dudes will be bummed. <laughs> get, get dirty. So basically, yeah. sorry, I have a dumb podcast voice right now. In sorry. early in early two thousand, Matt, the singer of the Supertones, hit me up and was like, "Hey." Our guitar player's gone. Do you want to come record on a new record? I was like, sure. And because we were still friends. And so I went and recorded on their record. It was the, it was it ended up being the fourth record. And then I I ended up doing a bunch of festivals with them, like kind of still touring that third album. And then midway through that summer, they're like, Hey, so do you just want to rejoin the band? I know you, you it's been since you were 16 years old. Yeah. And so I did until we broke up in 05. What would you so wait, say? Did you did you originally play guitar or did you play drums in the band? Guitar. I, I only play guitar in Supertones. And, okay. And, okay. And even and though I, I did record bass on our last record too. As a band, Supertones. <laughs> what was the band Supertones Kryptonite? Oh, uh, I don't know about the whole band in general, was but it like late night burritos or <laughs> late, night, late night Waffle House. The occasional uh, cigarette. That, I was, yeah, I was about, I was about to go where Matt's going. I think, uh, <laughs> I think drinking and smoking would have been not everybody, but definitely my like they had the a- kryptonite. Like <laughs> Matt, you've probably done this, and I don't know about Nate as much because you guys didn't really tour much in the Christian music world. But oh, no. um, we always had this joke that like you know you have to go find a hiding spot. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 doing a tour, and there's some cool clubs you're playing, and there's some churches you're playing, but you know. You know, I was a smoker, and so I would, I'd get off the bus, and you know, in the morning, it's a cup of coffee, and like right outside the church you're playing, there's already people kind of hanging out and stuff, and you're like, all right, well, time to find a hiding spot. It was usually behind a dumpster. Yep. And then Christians are behind dumpsters. You're taking deep inhales of garbage pollution. Pollution. for the sake of the, the believers, for the sake of the believers, so they don't get they don't get wounded in their walk. Well, Guys. I would, I, yeah. Matt, speaking of man, how's your walk, bro? <laughs> so, so if you ever need to find a place where Christians aren't hanging out, it's a it's a dumpster. Dumpster, or like you know, or it would you just just go in your you go in your trailer or something. Me without it, you would be by the dumpster. They would definitely be by the dumpster. But yeah. that's it, right? For different reasons. Yeah, different, different reasons. Yeah. Reasons. But so, so we, we always had the Matt probably did too. We always had like a little kit in your backpack or whatever you were carrying. Like yeah. a, you always had some like mouthwash or gum, some hand sanitizer. So and a track. <laughs> I don't know. I never traveled with tracks. You had a track. Well, actually, in case someone said, "Hey, do you know Jesus?" You can go here. And you pass it to him first. You want to smoke and to know Jesus? <laughs> yeah. You better that's know so him, heavy. otherwise you're going to be inhaling the ultimate that's smoke. So, that's oh. so 
edgy. Man, so edgy. So edgy. By the okay. ultimate dumpster. The ultimate um, dumpster. That's your next band. Well, well, I, I would say this even. Uh, we never. We the ultimate trash dump. We yeah. never. Like we never really like did many like we played a few churches and we played a few but we never we always kind of fought the label or whatever and because some of the guys in my band just don't care they're just like we're not even putting on a uh, and and to be yeah. honest I never really smoked in the first you know four or five years of tour I was kind of more uh, I just didn't and then it's you know it's a habit you pick up on the road as you know yeah of but, course. Um, but uh but but robbie would always like robbie didn't care like he'd be right out in yeah. front talking to fans like blowing smoke in their face <laughs> <laughs> that's so robbie and the and then the promoter would come over and be like hey man uh your guitar player is and i'm like yeah and and he'd be like yeah and your merch guy is drinking beer uh right outside <laughs> your van talking to uh several girls <laughs> several girls, several girls. <laughs> trying to lure them like, onto I'm, the van into the van i'm like i don't i'm, I'm like I, I know i'm the singer but i don't control these people man i'm yeah. like i'm sorry you know and then they just never invite us back and that's oh yeah you definitely aren't coming my, back after yeah, that yeah you get, yeah you get sort of blacklisted from the so that was your kryptonite as a band supertones and it's funny I because guess, I, remember, I don't know sure that was just it's more of a funny story yeah. that's you know i'm just being stupid and trying to you know conan o'brien's hilarious because he brings back the joke throughout the Whole it's interview. the callback it's the callback yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i'm trying to get better at this i feel like i'm getting pretty good at it like i mean i've yeah. I've, I've, I've reintroduced kryptonite a few times so far like the amount of <laughs> editing like the amount of editing we have to do in this podcast is so minimal compared to what, what we had to do in the beginning of this podcast it's, yeah dude it I, I don't know about you guys but I, I made it a goal when i when i when i first started this pod i guess this is our podcast episode but when i first started the pirate satellite i was like i don't want i want it to be pretty uncut Unless somebody just completely stops and goes, no, 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 cut this out, cut this out. I don't want to say this. Yeah. I, I, I think I only did it one time on an episode. So you want to record to tape and not Pro Tools. I would you love to guy. record to t- bring a two-inch tape machine on the road with me. Like, what is that for? <laughs> Podcasting? It sounds what else? way better. You're like My cutting the tape, so good making tape. edits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was well, a couple. Well, yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, if it's any... Uh, consolation i we i also had that vision for our podcast but then i also started a podcast with nate henry who happens to be one of these production gurus who wants uh, to yeah. put a put a bed of music underneath everything and make it super emotional so I, well i mean we I, ended up going yeah. that way you do love beds of music nate you do I he do. loves the beds of music and he's so good at referencing like the perfect song for like whatever yeah. topic so it's kind of fun you know it, like it worked out but at the same time it's like nate that's a lot of work you sure you want to keep that up yeah i know i thought the patreons <laughs> list was going to grow and grow and grow matt and i were going to be like there's so many patrons we don't know what to do gotta make them better you know but i, I remember i was uh last year i was i was driving to texas for something and I, all i listened to his podcast the whole way and I, I was listening to the john schneck episode the one about being a, a minim- minimalist yeah and uh, every time some music would come in, I was so interested in what the conversation was, I would just start hitting the 15-second forward oh, thing. Oh, sh- don't tell. It breaks my heart. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to dog your editing skills or throwing no. in some music, but you know, you guys would be talking about something important and really like you yeah. know thought-provoking. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's this music? And I start fast-forwarding. So I know. Yeah. Some, I, some people love it. Some people hate it. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's like split. Like Some people are absolutely enthralled by it, but just like... You know, it makes it gives them a, a reflective moment sure, in the sure. conversation. And if you're like me, I'm like, 
no, no, no. I just want to hear more conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think it's it's finding the right time to cut, and sometimes I don't find the right time to cut. Yeah, like, I, I, the only time I've I've inserted uh, clips of music in my other podcast, which is uh, for those of you who don't feed the trolls, listeners, uh, just tuning in. Uh, I do an all Metallica <laughs> podcast called Metal Up Your Podcast uh, with another friend named Clint. Um, and so every once in a while, if we're in the middle of a, a show and we talk, we, we're yeah. referencing a style of music, uh, <clears throat> especially with metal, you know, we're, oh, we're talking about blast beats. I'll insert like a little example of what that is for maybe 10 seconds and that's about it. But oh, no, that's, that's, that's too much. It's man. gorgeous, I, I, man. When I was listening to blast beats, I definitely hit the 15 second <laughs> skip. I was like, blast beats. What is this shit? Well, here's blast the thing. Beats. I keep my clips to 10, to 10 seconds. So if you hit the 15 second thing, you're going too far ahead. Now. Oh yeah. That's my trick. No. That's your yeah. trick. Then, so then you hit the back 15 seconds and you just get nothing but blast beats. For 10 exactly. Seconds. Speaking of Metallica, I have a funny, a couple of funny Metallica stories. All right. Let's I remember them. listening to metallica play they did a pop-up show yep at tower records in sacramento california where they pulled up in a in a bus and basically just folded out into a stage and yep. all of sacramento could hear it and i think my brother went and my parents called an emergency prayer meeting <laughs> for my brother's <laughs> salvation because he went to a metallica yeah, show in yeah. sacramento yeah Biff? Biff did, Nate? Biff went. Yeah, my brother. Everyone Biff, calls my brother Biff. 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 Oh, okay. Biff would have. <laughs> so, uh, so we had this emergency prayer meeting for my I brother. I would have been at the prayer meeting and praying for Biff, I'm sure. <laughs> and I was like, I think I was, my brother is six years older than me, so I was probably like 10, maybe. I would have been outside the prayer meeting behind the dumpster having a cigarette, thinking about the whole thing. <laughs> listening, and wishing I was at Metallica. <laughs> listening to the like, what did you call them? Skittle, Skittle Beats? Skittle Beats? Blast Beats? Blast Beats? Skittle, <laughs> Skittle Beats. I wasn't in no ska band. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, a Blast Beat is not ska. I know. I'm just kidding. Thank I'm you, making, Matt. I'm making but, a, but a, I'm making but a, a Skittle joke. Beat might be ska. Skittle a Beat. Skittle beat a would Skittle, be a ska beat. I feel like a Skittle Beat is you open a bag of Skittles, dump them on the floor and record it. <laughs> And then quantize it so it sounds like a beat. That could be a Radiohead song. I might try. Yeah, I might. It could be a Radiohead song for sure. Did you hear that? Did you see that thing about the other day? The, they were just tuning their guitars on stage, and everyone thought it was a new song. <laughs> I'm not surprised. No, it's actually true. This actually happened. I know. I, I'm not surprised with a man like Radiohead, who I, I'm sorry if you're Have a you big seen him fan. Play? No, I'm, I, I, I like three records, and I think some a lot of their stuff is very, very overrated. They're the kind of they're one which, of those. Which, which records do you like? I don't know. I, just, I like Pablo Honey. Pop, I like OK Pablo Computer. Honey, OK Computer. The Benz. OK Computer is kind of. It's a little awesome. weird, but I like it. I like the Benz. I, I mean, the Benz I think is like one of their best pieces of work. Yeah. But they're one of those bands that I feel like, like Tom York could get in a studio. What's and, the one? What's the one with the weird artwork? They went from like bleeding down. I don't know. Talk to a Radiohead fan. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, but that dude, that dude could get in front of a microphone and like read the, you know, the newspaper or a phone book, and people would be like, "Oh my god, it's brilliant!" Yeah, yeah, Have you yeah. heard this new record? Yeah, yeah. He's and like I, pitchfork certified, no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but he, after, so let's get back on topic. After the okay, super what topic are we on? We're going through the the, chron, the chronology. Oh, we're still doing of, that. Okay. The uh, all right, fine, the discography all right, of Ethan Luck. Basically, all right, this is just more of a timeline, I guess. All right, so. Uh, Nate, you were talking about you. You're talking about Kid A, right? Kid A, yeah. Sorry. That was a great yeah. record, Kid A. I remember listening no, to that on I liked tour. Kid A. And one night, just in my, just in the back of the van, I put it on, listened to it straight. I was like floating in space at the end of it. Whoa! Kid I, a, I had Kid a moment. Cool. I had a moment. 
Did so you, you didn't it? play in Kid A. You didn't play on Kid I A. I didn't. No, I was not in Radiohead. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. Pretty pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so the Supertones, uh, we broke up in uh, late 2005. Did our final show, but uh, before we broke up. I was already friends with Don and Ryan Clark, who uh, do Invisible Creature now. At the time, it was called Asterix Studio. They're these graphic design gurus. And uh, I was originally in Focal Point? They were in Focal Point. No, they weren't in Focal Point. Uh, Ryan was the singer of Focal Point, but then they, the two of them... A Sacramento had, hardcore band yep. on and then the two, then the two of them, after that, uh, started Training for Utopia. Training for Utopia, that's a yeah, cool band that was name. Don and Ryan Clark. So... Uh, I think that's my favorite, like... Band name in the scene, Train for Utopia. Yeah, it's a great band name. Uh, but Sorry, I, I that was, was such a nerdy. <laughs> I became friends with those guys because they did uh, <clears throat> artwork for the Supertones for a couple records. Yeah. So I was like on the phone a lot with Don and talking about, oh, I don't like this. The checkers are weird on this or whatever. It's not ska enough. Um, so just becoming friends, I got a call out of the blue, and he was like, "Hey, man, this is weird, but would you want to play guitar for Demon Hunter?" And I loved the band already, and I was like, uh, well, Supertones are still a band, but we're breaking up in October. Like, what's what's the commitment here? He was like, dude, it's really part-time. We we do a tour every other year, and then the off year, we record a record. And I was like, sounds great. And so I was like, sure, I'll do it. And so that summer, uh, before the Supertones ended, I had flown to Seattle and recorded on a record called The Triptych. And then ended the Supertones, and then... I moved back to Nashville two months after we broke up, and me and Dan, who played trombone in the Supertones, opened up a studio in Franklin, Tennessee for about two years. It didn't do so well. Um, and uh, <laughs> But how many guys get a phone call to leave a ska band to join Well, we Demon broke up. Hunter? I didn't leave a ska band. Whatever. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, that's a, that is, well, it was I, cool. To echo well, I, what Matt has been saying about your yeah. talent, you don't leave okay. ska to go to metal. It just doesn't happen. Hey man, <laughs> are they metal? Yeah, they're a metal band. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, that. But I mean, for me, like, I mean, I I would go even back. At, You're like, the only the, one, Ethan. I think. The, well, I think the diversity I have in music is is all attributed to my dad, who taught me that stuff. I mean, I learned guitar from him uh, when yeah. I was like, uh, now I want to learn how to play drums. He was like, go for it. He was always encouraging of me trying anything, trying different styles of music, different instruments. And I had a lot of friends growing up that played drums or bass and we would like teach each other how to play whatever instrument we knew how to play. Yeah. So uh, over the years of growing up and getting better at my instruments and stuff, that's just that kind of stuff. Like getting a call from Don Clark about that was like, Oh, well sure. I love metal. I love your band. I know how to play that stuff. Yeah. But just imagine someone in anthrax calls up less than Jake. He's like, <laughs> Hey, you got anybody? But this doesn't happen. <laughs> right. You, you got anybody? <laughs> Got anybody in Less Than Jake that can uh, play some of this anthrax stuff? You know what I'm saying? I think just... you'd be surprised. Maybe <laughs> maybe there's someone in Less Than Jake that can play. I mean, I know there's sax player Jr. Maybe he's a like a metal guy. Maybe he can maybe he can rip fucking metal. No, no one metal, can, no one can be sax. like you, Ethan. Metal sax. Maybe Anthrax <laughs> wants a metal saxophone player. Yeah, I don't it know. is a metal instrument, literally. <laughs> this wow. is, insert comedy <laughs> there was a funny meme that was going around facebook the other day it was a kid in his front yard and the sign just said free metal oh it's great and he was just out in his front yard in kentucky playing metal riffs and he's playing were... he's playing seek and destroy by metallica <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I don't even know i don't even know <laughs> oh i knew right away <laughs> i was like it would be funnier if he just had an ipod plugged in and he was just faking it i just think that'd yeah. be, that would be funny i thought it was funny he was just in his front yard <laughs> yeah 
It, was, um, it made me think of you. You might have shared it. That's probably why I saw it. I don't think I. Oh, you know, I, someone someone uh, put it on my. Uh, what's you. it called? A wall? No, it used to be called a wall. What is it called? Your news feed or something? I don't Whatever. Know. It's, on I don't, Facebook. I don't care. They uh, tagged you in it. <laughs> yeah, a friend. Uh, <laughs> that well, thing on the internet. Yeah, that thing that w- w- we waste our time with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to the so demon hunters. D- Don calls and yeah. said, well, "You want to do this?" And I was like, uh, "Sure." Because I all I knew is that me and my wife were moving back to Nashville. I had lived here already in 01, and we went back, started the studio, and that was like the only year it, since I was 18 that I was I barely even went on the road. Um, but I did a Demon Hunter tour, and it was like, God, this is so fun. I wish it was full time. And that's kind of when... Did you have to buy a new wardrobe or just rip your suits? <laughs> just <laughs> I just, I just put, I, like, I, I put a bunch of blood on all my ties. Yeah, yeah. Rip the ska suits up. <laughs> just rip like them super up. Super metal. Yeah, like, oh, I got this white part on my checkered shoes. I got to get that Yeah, dark. basically, uh, any any white, whether it was in checkers or a white shirt, I just I just put fake, fake blood all over He's it. He's like spray He's painting his clothes before the show. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, Don, I got to spray paint. So then, okay, so you you go from, from was, there, was there any fans recognize you you got to feed some trolls here because sure sure you're like deep inside i'm kind of a scott reggae guy here i am playing metal okay do you feel like an imposter no not at all because i had i had i had a big you starved your trolls i had a big passion for that kind of music and a big passion for anyone recognize you yeah sure there was there was all sorts of people there's crossover fans of like supertones and demon here's the thing and matt matt knows this too is that in that (laughs) christian music world especially with tooth and nail those those people who were like diehard fans of the Supertones or Demon Hunter. Yeah. But here's the thing. Those those people were fans of anything Tooth and Nail put out back then. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. If if they were in, into training for Utopia, Matt is they were still dealing with this. I know. They're just they're just fans of the Lord, man. And if you're representing the Lord, you know, <laughs> They're on board. They're gonna buy. They're gonna buy your they're CD. On board. Didn't, Nate got it. Hey man, if you're rep- if you're representing the Lord, they're on board. We're, yeah, we're on board. We're on yeah, board. Yeah, Jesus sells tickets. That's right. To shows. To shows. <laughs> um, yeah, but then but then Matt just sort of blasts them all with like saying crazy stuff on that internet page that we were talking about earlier, and then people yeah don't follow him anymore. Right. Matt's really good at Facebook. <laughs> crossed over i mean like i'll post like i'll be on tour and like every once in a while like i'm gonna post a picture from wherever i'm at. I'm in germany i'm gonna post a picture and then like two posts later there's matt mcdonald with like this 10 paragraph essay thought-provoking and i'm not and i'm 400 not the kind, comments yeah and it's 400 comments and it's like this big debate in the comment section and i'm not the kind of person i i can't i can't get into comment debates i'd much rather just be like hey the it's other, your kryptonite. The other 399 of you, let's all go out, grab a beer, and let's discuss this like adults in person, face to face. So every, I think, Matt, you can confirm or deny this. I'm pretty sure every once in a while, I, if I comment, it's just like tongue in cheek. No, to... no, no. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. And you say I'm good at Facebook. Everyone in the world would say I'm bad at it. Yeah, um, I think you're really good it's at one it. Of y'all's, I, it's one of y'all's I, kryptonite. I use, That's what I got to say. I, I use... I, I don't use, really know. I use social media for two things: to either promote or provoke. There is no yeah, other. There's no other uh, a mechanism that it's good for. I mean, I guess you could inspire, but it's such a fickle way to inspire. And maybe you inspire someone to click like, but you're not going to inspire them to do anything. <laughs> 
beyond that. So you might as well just sure. put a little but I love virus in their brain and, and, and get them thinking about something at least yeah. with some provocative posts because but, that'll hopefully change the world a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but Ethan has a good better, point, you know? though, because it's like those Tooth and Nail fans, like you were saying, yeah. once they, they're, they're going to Demon Hunter and Supertone shows, which I'm still shocked at because that's just crazy to me. Well, to but me, they, that, they to me like that sh- it all. To me, and... that shows whether whether it's a, whether it's a thing that you just like tooth and nail stuff, or it's a thing that you have a diverse taste in music. Like for me, like. But you're the band version of that. Well, no, you're I'm the a, band I, no, guy I, version I, of the fan. I'm a fan version of that too. I could you're be... in all those bands that all the fans like. Yeah, but I'm also a fan of so many different styles of music. One night in Nashville, I could go see Black Flag play. Which I did, and was awesome. And then I'll, I've seen less than Jake at a venue in town too. Like I, I like so many styles of music, yeah. and I would like to think that the people that like the Supertones and Demon Hunter were actually, you know, actually had taste in music and were diversifying that taste. You're or, very generous. I'm. I don't, I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, you're be, a very nice, nice, generous. I'm not guy. trying to be nice. So, I just, I, I'm giving them benef- the, the benefit of the doubt that I, that I hope that. It's not just because it's Christian or just because it's tooth and it's, nail. They, they, they say, like the quality I, I, of both. So I wouldn't to, say it's because it's Christian or because it's tooth and nail. I would say it's because where they shop, where they get their music has a limited selection, and so they buy it all. That's called a Christian and, bookstore. <laughs> yes, it it's is. a tooth and nail sampler. It's and, like, and because and because you know, they were bands. limited at fifteen, and that's fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Where yeah. when your parents still have control of what you're listening to, they were limited to that. Those are the most formative years of your life when of it course, comes to yeah, what you sure. fall in love with with music. And so, if they grow up with those songs and those, I mean, th- that's like this, the the song of my summer will be that. You know, I still oh, remember, yeah. and I'm and I'm younger than you, Ethan, but I remember MXPX slowly going the way of the Buffalo, like. I don't know, maybe my junior year of high school or something like that. Yeah. And and I, I remember those songs being like so, in yeah. my life, being a part of my yeah. life. Of course, yeah. And uh and and, and like if I would have heard them now, I'd I would have been like, ah, oh, whatever, it doesn't relate to where I'm at yeah, right yeah. now. But there's still this like weight of nostalgia because it, that was the period, the formative years of my life when of I was course, like, yeah. just discovering my identity and who I was and music was helping shape that. Here's a funny I, I thing. I agree, yeah. The promo picture that I'm seeing on your wall here of the Dingies, uh, I had that signed. Yeah, really? On my wall in my bedroom as a kid. I, fa- I, I, I when we moved into the house that you're in right now, I uh, had a box of you know a bunch of old stuff that yeah. I moved out from California and hadn't ever unpacked in like three years, and then I found some old dingy stuff like merch and yeah. old patches we had and things like that, and I found that it's Matt can't see it because he's not here. Obviously, he's by a pool. Um, but I was that tooth and nail kid who had a picture of you hanging on my wall. That's that's weird. So is you, <laughs> I was that kid. Are you freaking out right now? Like I had band posters. Are you yeah, just I am freaking out. I'm freaking out. I mean, the the thing is, I went on tour with with uh, MXPX in 2007. Yeah, and uh, and I for the first two weeks of that tour, I stood sat side stage and just kind of freaked out a little bit. Yeah, I have. It's a, true though. It, I'll I, say I'm it with you, Matt. Like there, there there's the, you're talking about your formative years when you're younger and you're discovering music and. And you're you're finding actually good quality stuff. Yeah. Um, that stuff sticks with you no matter how old you get. I mean, there's records that I listen to now that, I mean, I'm 38, and if I if if I heard it for the first time as a 38 year old man, I'd be like, uh, not really into this. But as a you, six, 16 year old kid, it like changed my world. Well, you know, you know what song still sticks with me from that record from MXPX, 
And it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of like the anthem for my life. It's, I don't know what the song is called, but it goes, you don't own me. They oh, yeah. abolish slave. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's still good. Yeah. That, I think, <laughs> Speaking I, of tooth I think and the nail. long time rumor, yeah, the long time rumor is that was about, about tooth and nail. Yeah. <laughs> I would never steal from kids who don't have a clue. Yeah. Come on. We all know that was a good mic. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks. That was my dream was to get on with Mike, with the mic. And just blast it out there. So after, so after Demon Hunter, you Can start we talk p- about you guys at some point. You start playing keyboards in Joy Electric. Yeah, I was in Joy Electric for about two days. No. <laughs> you play keyboards too? No, I do. I can. Yeah, what you don't, did? What don't you do? I I don't play the oboe. You were in the Martin no. family. Oh, my last name is right? actually is actually Martin. It's not Luck. That's my stage name. <laughs> that, um, that was another like uh, family of tooth and nail brothers that. They, did, they did great stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I don't know if you guys have heard this. Someone just uh, tagged me in this. Hey, have you checked this out? Uh, Jason Martin from Starflyer and Dave Bazan just did a record together. No way. Yeah. It's. Um, I'll look it up and uh, we can talk about it later. Are but... we secretly trying to one up the Tooth and Nail podcast right now? But like, we we we're cooler than you. You're the one that brought up my history of bands. I was never on Tooth and Nail, but I wanted to be so bad. You were on MySpace records. I know. What did we do? We Dude, that was it. good for you guys back then. <laughs> I could be yelling at Christian done... kids right now all day on Twitter. Let me let me wrap up something real quick so I can talk sorry, about sorry. one of you. Idiots for a second. No, Jeez. we want to keep talking about you. No, no, no. Okay, so uh, let's see. I did Demon Good Hunter, luck, Ethan. And then uh, good I, luck. I was out on the road with Roland K for a little bit, and I was kind of teching for him. And then they're like, "Hey, you want to play drums?" I'm like, "Sure." And then it was full time. Demon Hunter was part time, so I talked to them, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, you should do that." So I was in Reliant K, and then we already talked about me leaving that, and I kind of talked about the Kings Leon thing, and to present day. Here we are. Now I'm sitting here talking to Nate Henry and Matt McDonald okay. of Don't Feed the Trolls. Hey, guys, let's talk about your podcast. <laughs> but just to, just to see how deep the well goes, Matt, you're going to pick one obscure tooth and nail band. I'm going to pick one obscure tooth and nail band. And we're going to see how many connections Ethan has to that band. Is this the seven degrees of yeah. e- Ethan Luck? Yeah, seven degrees of Ethan you know, Luck. I would say, Nate, Nate, you have more history with Tooth and Nail than I Come do. On. I know my, okay. ba- my band was signed to the label, but I didn't listen to anything. Project 86. You know that. I don't know anything about it. Shut your mouth. I don't know anything about Project 86 and you. <laughs> I don't. All right. I have no clue, no Matt, connection. Matt may, not, <clears throat> excuse me, Matt may not know this either. I was in Project 86. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, and that's not a with joke. Ra- with Randy? Yeah, I was, I was in the... It was, it, it, I did. Okay. It. God, this is supposed to be a joint episode, and it's just like you guys talking. Hey, well, it's really Nate. nobody is skipping fifteen seconds forward in this podcast. Matt right is now. just lounging by the pool enjoying the ride. I am too. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry this is a super drag podcast for you, but we're having a good time over here, right, Matt? You keep saying super drag because there's a super drag poster it's right over my only, shoulder. It's the only band you haven't played in. No, it's not true. Yes. Oh my gosh. Look, I'm looking around my garage right now. I have a Clash poster. You never played in the Clash. You probably hung out with them. I was never in Bob Marley and the Whalers. Yeah, I've never played for Elvis. Son. Never played for Rocket from the Crypt. You dated his Ethan, daughter. Have you ever, I did not Ethan, star you, in Rocky IV. But you Ethan, hung out have with you ever played in a? Have you ever played in a Clash cover band? Do you guys do some research or something? <laughs> we know uh, that. We know one, that. Uh, one, yeah, Project 86. Hold on. You got to tell One night, first. Matt, one night, uh, it was a Halloween show. Actually, speaking of Super Drag, those dudes had a Ramones cover band for a while. Like three of the four uh, of the guys. And then they were doing, a, they were going to do like a punk rock Halloween show. And they asked 
and the time, me and a couple of friends had a Misfits cover band here in Nashville. <laughs> Just w w something fun to do off the road. And then those guys couldn't do the show. So I was like, why don't I just do a Clash cover band? So I hit up a few friends and we did it. We dressed up and everything. Sherwood started. Our first show was a Halloween show. We weren't called Sherwood. We were called the Renomes. The Renomes? The Renomes, like garden gnomes. It was, yeah, like GN. We wrote silly songs that sounded like the Ramones and we were called the Renomes. <laughs> and I have some tracks. Like we had the songs called like For a Good Time Call 911 and stuff oh like that. Oh my gosh. It was Dan Coke wrote all the songs. For a Good Time Call 911. Yeah, check out my new peg leg. Wow. Fat kids keep their t shirts on. <laughs> it was like the dumbest, but it was like three chord punk rock. It should Dan have been fat kids, fat kids swim with their t-shirts on. It was just, yeah, but the, the song was about being in the pool and not taking your shirt yeah, off. Yeah, I did that. I did that when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, but we started out, so, hey, it all comes full circle. I was in an actual R Ramones band called the Renomes. Yes, you were. We weren't covers, guys. Those are all originals. But you were in Project 86. Let's get back to this. Oh, my gosh. This was so good. I just picked a name out of a hat, a rabbit out of a hat, and you were in the band. I don't think you did. I think you're just... No, I don't I think have you're being any... a really. I think you're being a really good host. No, no. I'm dead serious. I don't lie very well. Matt knows this. Matt hung up already. He's chasing <laughs> squirrels. Uh, okay. I'm going to just make this so brief. Uh, while I was in the Dingies, I was friends... See, you have to understand one thing, too. That tooth and nail world in Orange County was very small. Okay. Every band just kind of knew each other. Even if you were on the label and you were a local band, everyone just knew each other because it was just a small, that, that kind of Christian. Don't justify it. That, just no, tell no, no, us I'm, the good. I'm just explaining how it was back then. This is like, know. you know, mid mid to late 90s. Everyone just kind of knew each other. Everyone played shows together. It was just a, a tight-knit community of musicians. So Andrew Schwab was one of those guys. And one night we were at a friend's show and just kind of talking and, you know, we both liked kind of harder music. We were talking about bands like Rage Against Machine to Helmet to whoever. And he, he was like, we should start a little project. Project. And, uh, 86. 86. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds fun, you know. And I was still doing the dingies. And and um, and so we I just started, like, writing riffs. And he's like, oh, I know this guy Randy. And I know this guy Alex. Originally, it was Bean from the dingies. Matt, it, was, it was Project a band at this point? We kind of started, like, we just started kind of getting together and, like, writing songs. So you started Project 86. Me and Andy Schwab did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not only, not only was Nate right that you were in the band, you actually started it. Yeah, me and Andy Schwab did. I did, did not know this. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. I'll pick another rabbit out of the hat because Matt That's going to be the only rabbit out of the hat no, no, that you're going to get right. One more. Unless it's, you've done research no, and I figured done any it research. out. You're a liar. Next band. Let's hear it. Plank Eye. No, I knew those guys because okay. they were an All Orange right. County band. See? You knew him, but you didn't start Plank Eye. No, I didn't start. I didn't start Plank Eye. <laughs> I was friends with those guys. Still, uh, Nate, you, you know my old old Vespa Outback. Yeah, I bought that off Luis, the bass player of Plank Eye. See, you, so you basically, I basically was, well in, uh, in, the was in the Plank Eye. <laughs> you employed them. All right, Matt. If you could dig out a tooth and nail band to throw at our host here, I'm not really good at that. Oh, um, uh, the classic crime. Come on, uh, you were on the label, bro. Were you so individualist that you can't think of one? Like were... all, I, all I know is the bands that were big when we were on the label, like Under Oath and Juliana Theory. And... I started all those bands. <laughs> 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 Brett Dieter, uh, he's got nothing on me. I was the original singer of Juliana Theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta think. You gotta go back because you're a little bit older, so it's a lot of the older stuff. So Stave Saker, again, Orange County band. I know them. Uh, I. I have a connection that, that... Did you play on an album? No. 
I didn't okay. play any of the records. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sam West, their drummer, though, uh, when the Supertones were in between drummers, he came out on the road with us and played for us for about six to nine months, maybe. Okay. And he was a badass drummer and a good hang. Well, there you go. So everyone out there, if you think you have any sort of discography that challenges this man call us or email us at don't email the trolls or what's your email address uh pirate satellite pirate satellite podcast at gmail i gotta double check that actually geez yeah double check it is it i'm gonna pick up i'm I'm calling my phone matt now because he's on the other end of it you haven't checked your (laughs) podcast email no 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 here's the thing i don't get a lot of emails for this one yeah you do i don't it's probably old tooth and nail members asking no we get a lot play for their band we get a ton (laughs) for the metallica podcast like every day oh yeah those those fans are very interactive with us it's awesome that's cool uh my personal podcast email is pirate satellite podcast at gmail.com okay i do have a metal story for you one of sherwood's first shows we were just a local band in san luis obispo we played a show in a royal grande Okay. And after the show, this guy comes up to me. He was in the other band that played with us to help us get the show. He's like, hey, Bill Ward is here. And I'm like, Bill Ward? Who's that? He goes, Black Sabbath? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, Bill Ward. Yeah. And he, I hung out with Bill Ward, and he talked about Sherwood. Really? Yeah. He was he, at a Sherwood he show? Was at a Sher- he, was at, he was checking out this band from L.A. that was there, but he ended up talking to us for a long time. <laughs> He thought you were the band you were supposed to see. He's well, like, no, you guys he aren't as like, heavy I like, as I thought. He was, you know, he was like, you guys are, you guys are different. I like that. And I was like, because he's from L.A. where everything's the same, you know? Yeah. So, there's just a cookie cutter local scene there where everyone plays at the Whiskey Go-Go. You know what yeah, I'm talking off, about. Yeah, I played there, yeah. <laughs> I played the Whiskey when I, I was started fi- the Whiskey Go-Go when Founded I was 16. It. Dude. Founded that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Founded that shit when I was so, before I was born. But I would say Bill Ward was the first time I looked at all the guys. I'm like, oh, shit, guys. We might be able to actually like get a record deal. I think and, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Bill Ward. I got, I, I've got it. I'm curious, uh, something with Matt. So you're, you're on tour right now, technically, right? I am technically. Yes. Okay. And we're t- going back to talking about hustle. So yeah. classic crime was done. You and your wife decided to start this thing called vocal few and which is beautiful by the way, everyone check it out. Um, but it's turned into this thing where it's almost like this lifestyle. It's not just like, yeah, we're going on the road. We're coming home. Yeah, we, you know, you have your family on the road. You're playing shows wherever they'll have you, things like that. Like that to me is sure. like, it's hustle. See, it's so much more fun making fun of you about all the bands you've been in. Oh, so oh, so you admit it? So you're making fun of me? Yeah, in a way that oh, in the way that only a neighbor could. Well, I'm turning around to my computer right now and hitting stop on this. No, shit. because you just won't admit that you're talented, and that's why I'm making fun of. You can make fun of me. I don't care. I've got thick skin. I don't make you can fun make of me fun all of you me want. Too. You can make fun of me for just being a dumb dumb, trying not to <laughs> do whatever I can and not get a job for being a dumb dumb. Just being Nate, it, conspiracy thing, theorist in the backyard talking about. I would love. I would love, love to be able to like, like we, like Matt said earlier, be my own boss and and, and be in charge of whatever I do. <clears throat> and I am Sasquatch on the podcast, side. which is coming out in 2018. Ethan and Nate, we've talked about doing this. <laughs> we always talk about it. I know. I, I'll say this: You guys don't need me around to have a game <laughs> podcast. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just enjoying. I'm hijacking guys talk, the so. vocal few. I was no, just making fun good. of you because he was like, "You're being nice and kind, trying to trying to change it back to the trolls." No, I'm not trying to be nice and. I mean, I, I, like, I'm trying to balance this thing. Before we started this, before we even called Matt, we're like, 
All it's right, gonna so be a double episode. Are we gonna are we gonna record two separate episodes tonight? One for my podcast, one for yours. No, let's just call Matt and let's just start going. We'll make it a joint episode. Sweet. <laughs> Your life is Crossover. so much more interesting than our lives. Welcome though. to my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, right? We got like seven people that tune in every week, so it's great. <laughs> hey man. Hey, so how how many uh how many uh listens you guys get in a week? Oh, you talking numbers, bro? I want to talk Dude, numbers. Dude, we, we sold like SoundScan, like 200,000 records <laughs> first month. How, like, many you, how many you do? I got like 10 listeners. They're the sweetest. <laughs> no, that was the back in the day. It was like SoundScan numbers. It was like what bands talked about backstage. Oh, yeah. What's your SoundScans? I literally saw from first to last on stage in, I want to say it was in D.C. Yeah. I was walking by their stage and Sonny gets up and they do this. What's up? What the fuck? We're, we're, we're first to last. According to SoundScan, this is our biggest city. And I was like, He really said that on <laughs> yes, stage? On stage. Matt, are you and your, are, he, are you and your wife and talking then, about that at your shows? And then he became Skrillex. Yeah, and then he became Skrillex. So what yeah. can I say? Yeah, what is he doing? So according to SoundScan. He's right. I remember just going, uh, oh my, this is the epitome of Warp Tour. But nowadays it's streams. Matt, do, do you and your wife yeah, get on stage streams. and you're like, uh, according to Spotify, you guys are going to love this shit. Well, we don't get on stage. We go into living rooms. Well, whatever. That, that is your stage. <laughs> according to Spotify, this is our biggest living room yet. Yeah. <laughs> Square feet. But can you imagine, like, be, like, or like, you know, you guys are doing Sherwood shows at some point soon. Uh, Vocal Fuse doing shows in living rooms. I would feel like such an asshole, like stand up in front of a crowd bragging about how many records I sold or how many streams I got. That's weird. Yeah. That's That's weird. Yeah. You just asked me, though. I'm asking you about listens. That's a sound scam in 2017. That's what I'm saying. But I'm but I'm not asking you to. You're you're not willingly. I would say our biggest announcing it. Our biggest episode. I'll just say biggest is this one. Our biggest episode was like our first episode and our one with Ken M. Ken M was the. No, we no. we range we we range from two thousand to six thousand per episode per listens. episode. Yeah, yeah, nice. My we have Metall- a small, we have a small mega church catching up to but you. But this but this will be played for hundred and sixty eight patrons. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna release this one live because why not? All right, it's like all a right, midsummer. Right. Like, hey, you're missing us, aren't you? We're still here. We're still here. Matt didn't fall in the pool. Matt, we found a way to track down Matt for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when they try to make Arrested Development now. They just have to track down all those guys and try to make a show out of yeah, it. Yeah, but when they did it, it wasn't as good. I know. And that's what we're trying and to get doing Matt another back one. in a garage. Yeah. Once Matt gets back in a garage, the show will be better. Now, Matt was just recently in Nashville, and I had just gotten home from tour, and then I went to Detroit and back as a part of my other yeah, podcast really to, to go see Metallica. We could have had the first all live troll show. I know. And you guys have, Nate has hit me up before. Like uh, we have to have you on the podcast. I've given Nate shit whenever I see a Sasquatch episode released. And I'm like, seriously, that's all me and Nate talk about when we sit on the fire pit. And you've done like, like 10 Sasquatch episodes. Oh, we gonna... did, we've done a bunch. We've I done know. a bunch on the, on the Troll Talks, yeah, too, I, on our I, Patreon I, podcast. I see it show up online. And I'm like, I know. Oh, there's another one we that Nate didn't some, ask me to do. We actually got some yeah. guys that had some sightings, and uh, boy, Matt didn't believe in any of it. So uh, I, know. I've listened to him. I'm a skeptic. <laughs> Creature Feature well, will, Podcast, I, I, 2018, Nate and Ethan. 
I was also in Nashville in May, Ethan, and I didn't see you then. I was I was there with the Classic Crime, which, by the way, we're oh. still a band, still making music. I know you are. You should check it out. <laughs> How many sound scans, bro? Uh, Se- several. Several sound scans. <laughs> Dozens. Uh, I was I was gone when you were here the, that last time in, in May. I know. I know. You're always gone. Man. I'm always gone. Trust me. I would love to be not gone. So speaking Hardest of, working man in the business. Speaking of vocal few and connections in the Christian market, Matt, just Matt helping put out my album, got Sherwood a top 10 Christian album. Wait, what? Yeah. We were on top 10 Christian Wait, hang album. on. So Matt, Matt put out your record? Just because Matt wasn't part of it, and it mm-hmm. went through the Holy Trinity, and it came out <laughs> Matt, is, is this, does this have something to do with answering emails? It has to do with answering emails. Talk yes. to me about this. I mean, like, he helped put hey, out man, Sherwood's album, and then it... I'm well. Hang on, I'm, I'm curious to know what, what what like Matt's new label or, or whatever he's doing here. Well, I mean, so I'm, you know, I'm writing songs right now that I'm going to make a record hopefully this winter, and maybe I want Matt to put it out. He got touched by the tooth and nail wand, and now everything he touches is is the golden. Talk scepter. to me about this, Matt. <laughs> I, w- I want to hear what you did for this Sherwood this Sherwood record. That got... oh, okay. So long story short, little backstory. Classic Crime was independent in. We got off the, off tooth and nail, and we decided to crowdfund a record in 2011. We put it out in 2012, and I kind of did everything myself as far as like uh, marketing and distribution, and just putting the whole all the pieces together sure. to get this record out. And it did really well. And we, we were independent, and so we were actually able to make money for the first time in a long time. And so um, then, uh, f- fast forward a little bit. I'm at Matt Carter's house, Matt Carter from Emory. He's a guitar player. Yeah. He's just had a baby. We brought over some Chinese. He's like, Emory's going to re up on our, on our deal. We kind of have a verbal with Brandon okay. evil. And, and I said, well, you know what we did? We did this crowdfund thing. And he's like, tell me about that. And I told him all about it. And then the next day he calls me and he's like, I'm off a tooth and nail. We're Let's do the crowdfund thing. <laughs> can you help? Can you help me? And so then, and I, I'd gotten calls. Like I talked to Randy Torres about, um, the side project he did with Ryan Clark and, yeah, nice, yeah. uh, I, ta- I talked to a, not, a lot of different people about crowdfunding, just kind of giving, giving away the information that I'd learned. And so Matt Carter was the guy that kind of said, Hey, let's kind of pull all that information together and see if we can help some people who maybe, maybe they have a fan base. They just don't know how to access it. They don't know how to, to market to it. They don't know how to sell to it and, and, and kind of bridge the gap for them so that they can make music and make money and, and keep yeah, going. Man. And so that's kind of what we've been doing for the last five years, or I guess. And then you wrote a book called How to Crowdfund Your Fucking Christian Life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's cool about what what you. His fans love it. Oh, that's. And by love it, I mean they hate him. I mean, by that, you mean they've never read it. Um, But yeah, but so so we kind of joined in this team, and then Sherwood got labeled a Christian band somehow, even though. It's because you toured with Reliant K, maybe. No, no, it's just Matt, the Golden Scepter, <laughs> and then we're in. <clears throat> well, it was the it was the Bad Christian Podcast that yeah. was kind of the main thing, and then I wanted to start a I wanted to name the label something else, but um, but Carter was pushing for BC Music, so we did BC Music. That was the label. That was the co op that we started, and because it was connected with Bad Christian, people just think, oh, it's Christian and whatever. Even though, even though you know, they don't think the, it's like a bad Christian band, like you're. you're uh, <laughs> That's what I would think. Like, like you're listening to that podcast. Bad and... Christian music, <laughs> well, but isn't not... that sort of like you know anomaly? They're all bad, really. Well, there's a lot yeah. of bad. There's a lot of bad stuff out there, but <laughs> or that's not the right word. But I would have thought like with their, their fan that's base redundant. of that podcast, it, it would have been more of like 
oh yeah, like maybe mm-hmm. they're Christian guys, but this is this isn't like your normal Christian music or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know, I, I don't follow those dudes much. I, I I haven't listened to much of their podcasts, but um, and I, I know they put out records, so they basically have a label too. Yeah, so basically, I run the I run the music division, which I wouldn't call it a label traditionally speaking because we don't own any masters. Right. Um, we we just partner with artists and we work uh, on a commission to crowdfund their records, to distribute and to do their pre-orders, okay. get their record out. And, 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 you know, we, we only work with artists that we know that can, that have the ability to like, you know, sell something so that our hours are, are kind of taken care of when we help them out. But so how, um, much, we, we, how much money do you make we'll off Sherwood? <laughs> probably none because Dan Coke is in the band and probably spent way too much money. (laughs) And so they're still in the hole. Yeah. Uh. What the heck? So if you're listening to this podcast right now, go to Spotify stream 575 times. And, uh, while you're at it, hit up a old dingy's record or two. Yeah, please do. I'll say this about hustle though. Like, like I did so much work to kind of start the, the music division and we did, we've worked with a ton of people to get their records out and I made zero dollars, yeah. but I was just doing it because I'm like, I'm going to sacrifice my present, you know, my time in the present so that there could potential for some, some future gains. Sure. And sure. I wouldn't say that I would never take it back. I wouldn't say that, that it was a waste or anything because of how much I learned along the way, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to re- releasing my own music. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what it is. And you have that too. It's like, I'm going to do anything. I'm going to do whatever it takes Yeah, of course. to to do a good job so that maybe I get that call back later or maybe well, someone notices I was, what I'm doing. I was telling some of my best friend today, we had a call before this and I was like, you know, the best thing about being in a band or whatever isn't really the money you make when you're playing music or whatever. It's just all the loose connections you make all over the place. Whenever there's something I want to do and I don't know, I have this whole database of friends who know oh, yeah. people who are really good at what they do. So I can tap in instead of going on like, you know, Googling, how do I do this? I can actually get a real live person who's really talented at that thing and figure it out. Sure. And that is invaluable as you get older and you need skills, you need talents. Cause a lot of people, they get scared and they kind of get stuck in life and they're just like, I don't, but you know, a guy who did this thing and then did this other, thing. like it worked <clears> out. <throat> right. So you, you can still kind of dream and keep the hustle going because yep. you have all these connections that yeah true that's kind of what you're saying in my mind is just like you know you learned all these things you have all these skills and some way it's going to come back to you um, yeah yeah you're not being you're being sort of generous with your time and energy but it's going to come back and that's important. The, the funny the funny thing is i'm really good at monetizing music at this point like i know how to i know how to make you know create a budget for a record and to put the record out and to come in over um, you know, with some, with some room for, for marketing and ads and then to sell records and, and to actually get an income. The problem is I don't know how to do that with my time. So I'll, I'll, I'll do a lot of work for some people and it, I, I won't really discuss up front what it's going to cost. And then I'll yeah. just not make any. Yeah, that's how videos are too. It's like, you know, you kind of, and I stopped, started saying no to a lot of video stuff. Cause just like, I don't, it's going to take too much time yeah. and, but I get it, you know? But 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 to kind of bring us all back to whatever we were talking about, when did you join Cutlass? (laughs) (laughs) When did you form Cutlass? When did you form Cutlass? Formed them. 
You started the boy band cut. From the, How did from that the work out? <laughs> James Mead, their guitar player, is one of my dearest friends because they, they, their 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 very first tour was opening for the Supertones, and uh, I love it. Those little jerks got to share a bus with us, and we gave them hell for like six weeks. It was awesome. You know who Cutlass is, right? Matt? I got to play on one of their records. Yeah, Matt. I know who they are. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You seem to be pretty oh, like unaware of tooth and nail history. I, so. I think you. I think you missed that Ethan just said he played on one of their records. No. So. Yeah, I did. You played <laughs> so on one of their. That's the. He did join. <laughs> but hey, man, let's go back. To, let's go back to the hustle talk. Like session. going back to the hustle talk. I mean, outside of playing in bands and touring, like I've done a lot of studio work too. So like guys like Aaron Sprinkle have hit me up like, hey. Uh, we need this on this record. Can you fly up here and do it? Yeah, totally. So I get, you know, I get to spend two weeks in Seattle recording with one of my best friends. Yeah. And it's awesome. So I've done all this studio work too. So that's again what I have this connection to so many different artists and stuff. Well, I was hoping I would, to not... I would say I would say you're really, really good at being like you're the good hang that is the good hang across all spectrums and all genres and all people. Yeah. Uh, like, like people just seem to take to you really well and like you really yeah. well, because I think you're, gen you're a genuine person. You reach out to anybody. It doesn't matter if they're kind of in the band that's opening up for your current band sure. or, or, or just some random kid on the street. You seem to t treat people with respect. And I think that that goes a long way in this industry. I yeah, you're, the, you're, the, yeah. you're the that, first guy at the show at the first day of the tour. Oh, I, I, right? I had a long guy. I had a long, I had a guy, so I had a guy who was, I produced his record and he was this pain in the ass guitar player that couldn't play. And that was a jerk and thought he, he knew everything. And he hit me up later and was like, Hey man, I want to get into, um, just being like a session guy and just like being like a touring guitarist. And I just told him straight up, you don't have what it takes. And he's like, what do you mean? You don't think I can play? I was like, no, that's not even what it takes. There's, it a, there's, a, there's a whole lo another list of things you need. What, you what it takes is you, is you got to be a good hang, and which is probably me telling him that or is the songwriter about the fact that I'm not I'm not the guy that'll be a good hang either. Right, I'll say right. The worst possible no, thing to somebody. It's like the, no, it's like either the songwriter or a good hang or a drummer. Right. Yeah, you could be both. I mean, I, for me, I don't know. You I, can put up with a bad drummer, right? As a bad hang, but he's a good drummer, right? Uh, I mean, I I can't put up with a bad drummer, but uh, no, 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 good, good drummer, good drummer, good drummer bad, hang. bad hang. I'd rather find an <laughs> adequate drummer that's a good hang that can at least like get through the song. Lars, GDBH, Lars, Lars, man, you're gonna have to you're, you're gonna have to listen. We just did an episode on Lars Ulrich. You'll, you'll have to listen to that one to get to get our opinions on I, Lars. I fast forward 15 seconds through it. I couldn't. That's fine, I couldn't dude. You can, hey, you have to hit that button a lot. So, what are you gonna actually? Is this tonight? Is tonight gonna be the night when you tell everyone that you're actually Jeremy Camp? <laughs> that I'm actually Jeremy yeah, Camp. You, that's like your side project, but you are you saying that I look like him or something? I don't know. Wow. Are you going to tell everyone right now on this podcast that you're actually like he's been this secret <laughs> artist all the time? No, it's like your it's like your alter, alter ego. You know, you kind of you kind of flat between Jeremy Camp. Are you saying Jeremy Camp's my alter? Ego? Why would you say that? <laughs> I'm, sure the guy's, I'm sure the guy's at the nail. I'm sure he's a heck okay, of a guy. No, but Brandon called you ten music. years ago and said Jeremy died. Can you be Jeremy? And you were like, okay, I can do it. I can play everything. I can record it all. I can sing like him. You can like definitely him. sing. Yeah. You can sing so, like that guy. I don't you have do I, I don't have muscles, though. That's the only problem. No, you got some muscles. I'm looking at him right no, now. No, that dude was like ripped. 
I'm yeah, just he saying. was jacked. I, I met him once. He's, yeah. he's pretty jacked. Yeah. He's pretty jacked. I thought that was. A, I, Matt laughed at my joke. He that, enjoyed it. But Ethan's I'm, pissed. You know, I'm not pissed. He's I ready to fight me, guys. Oh, my gosh. Watch out. The good thing there's this, this road case between us because <laughs> otherwise you probably would come over that and just. Well, that road case is, is, to, is holding Matt up right now. <laughs> Matt, Matt's little <laughs> phone, phone being right now. Did you play on a Jeremy Camp record? This no, I didn't. Okay. All right. All right. Well. I couldn't tell you one Jeremy Camp song. Oh, hey, we found something. Ba-doom-tsh. Now <laughs> really is a good time have. for the music. Music bed. Ooh. Insert and Nate's 20, 25 seconds. 25 music bed. seconds of music bed. It's a Jeremy Camp song. You should of make them 30 seconds so when I listen to a, a Don't Feed the Trolls episode, I can just click the 15 second thing twice. Oh, jerk. I'm just saying, make it okay. a little easier on your listeners. Fading out of the Jeremy Camp song, coming back in, because now you've heard a Jeremy Camp song. How do you feel about it? <laughs> you wrote it. You wrote the song. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did we lose Matt? No, no, no. They, they, they just told me they're they're turning the lights off on oh, me. So I made we'll some see. great oh. jokes. It's about to get real romantic by the pool. No lights. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! It is dark. It, it okay, is so dark, I, this is the, the, I guess the reason this whole podcast has been sort of centered around you is because Matt's been doing the classic crime basically since it's since he started a band. I really only did Sherwood. I tried to do the side thing. It's it just didn't feel like it's satisfying. Well, here's the thing, man. So do, I've been, do, do, do we've th- both kind of been in one band or most of our sure. life. I mean, don't you think I would have loved to have been in one band this whole time? I don't know. I would have. Would have been awesome. Not that I regret any band I've been in, but like when I talk to dudes like you guys or other friends I have that have kind of been in one band and it and it's gone well for. But so I wouldn't long. want to be in Sherwood right now. You're in Sherwood right no, now. I'm, I mean, I, we can kind of do stuff, but like, we're not like a band anymore. But what? But if, if but if I'm saying if it was a full time band still and you no. were making a living out, you wouldn't want to do it. I don't think so. Really? I don't really like having to project a, a like sort of this ideal guy. I hate that. <laughs> it's really hard not to just. It's really hard to be in a band and be a hundred percent yourself. There's yeah. few bands that can do that. It, it is. I mean, they have to take all this bullshit I, social media well, stuff. I, I, I do that a lot, Nate, but I just lose followers over. Yeah, there. but I mean, yeah. like, even That's what true. you're doing, Matt. Like, I don't, I don't think I would feel comfortable doing living room shows. I would feel a little bit odd, weird. You know, it's Nate. You would like it. It's like we have we have conversations. It's like it's kind of slapstick. We make jokes. We tell stories. It's I could probably like, do it high. It's, it's more <laughs> like hanging out. It's if, more like hanging out than it, it, is, it is than it is about projecting that ideal self. Or that ideal image. No, or I know, like but I would still have stage. to. I would still have to kind of be high, I think, to do it. I would have to take the edge <laughs> off. I think then, well, then you might get a little paranoid and be like, "I can't do it," and you just run out of the well, back door. Well, Matt's from Washington, so he would know the good stuff. Ooh, talk to me, Matt. <laughs> I'm still, yeah. I, I I got all the stuff. What do you need? I got a suitcase full of stuff. He's got a suitcase, and that's what he's really doing on the road. <laughs> Wheeling and dealing. FBI's no, on just, your tail, I, bro. I still swear by the uh, two beers before you play uh, method. Yeah. I think that's On the way to do it. I have, I have, the, I have the same, uh, the same rule: uh, two beers or two drinks before two you play. Drinks, Just yeah. kind, of, kind of get you a little loose. I've yeah. made, I've made the mistake of having more than that, and then especially like I like doing whenever I do like my yeah. solo stuff. You know, it's like you're hanging out with your friends. All of a sudden, it's like four or five drinks. Like, oh, I got to go on in like twenty minutes. And your pitch is gone. You can't sing. You it's just, it sucks. So yeah, uh, two or, I, I two or less. <laughs> I I definitely appreciate the two, the two beer minimum. But I would say I would say sometimes when you push it a little farther, uh, sometimes there's a sweet spot in there. There's yeah. a sweet spot. Uh, there is, but it's very hard to find it. 
I have not, I have not found it uh, when when I when I do stuff where I'm playing guitar and singing. But yeah. if I'm playing drums for somebody else or like playing with a friend, around but you have town, to hide this right at the dumpster, right? Oh yeah, of course you do. You have to go right behind so the dumpster. Slam two beers behind yeah. the dumpster. Yeah. So instead of the Christians meet me at the flagpole, it's meet me at the dumpster. Kind yeah. Of, that's yeah. Kind yeah. Of your, that's kind of the anti-Christian meeting, and then you get two beers in you, and then you go play the show. Man, I think it's really funny. Like like. Years. See you at the flagpole. See, Sorry. see you at the pole. See you at the dumpster. See you at the pole. Uh, man, though, I, I feel like when it, talk, going back to talk. Did you start see you at the pole? I did. I, I think I, you I was, did. Yeah, that was me, man. That was totally all me, man. It was Orange County. It was 19. Yep. There's one flagpole in Orange County, and that's where we started it at. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. You are, man. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's fun though. People are laughing. I don't gosh, even know gosh, what you guys are talking about. Gosh, Nate, I'm so glad you we moved, were just you've talking moved about... back to my street. Wait, you've never heard "See You I've at the Pole"? I've missed you so much. Wait, Matt McDonald, you don't know what "See You at the Pole" is? No, man, I'm Canadian. Remember, I, 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 I miss, I miss certain things. Oh, it's called "See You at the Tim Hortons." <laughs> uh, the Timmy Hose. See, see yeah. at the Hor- See you at the Hortons. See you at the, see you at the White Spot. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, see what the poll was this thing that they did. I remember like hearing about it in youth group and stuff where yeah. it's like a public it's, schools. It's like a, yeah, it's like a day of prayer or like a morning prayer thing. And, and you meet all the Christians would you, pray at the flag. You go to the flagpole to meet and you pray for Over the school for whatever for the school. Yeah. You pray for the school. Really? Yeah, for all the, the Christians for the in the team. Yeah, <laughs> for the football We really team. hope our team wins this year, and Lord, because that's what's important in life. <laughs> we pray for the cheerleaders. I hope that I hope I can flirt to convert. <laughs> flirt and the cheerleaders will come over. So <laughs> I made a joke. See you at the pole. So see you at the pole. See you at the dumpster. Yeah. The like punk rock version of see you at the pole. Right. See you at the dumpster. Yeah. That's Two the, drinks. That's the me without you version. Me without you the version. Sacraments. Two yes, or three yes. drinks. Pound the implements are, are 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 beer, and you you commune. You you pass the beer around, and yeah. you, you yeah. drink that. It's yeah. very holy. Oh, especially if it's Coors Light. No, that was grape juice. <laughs> that was grape juice, guys. That was not wine. Grape flavored beer. That was Jesus was not getting it's a getting grape drinking. Grape loco. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, okay, so I guess I could do some living room shows if I had a couple drinks and I rolled in. Nate, it's I I, I haven't obviously done nearly as many as Matt and his wife have, but. I've done a couple just locally. And, you like them? Uh, at the first one I did, I was terrified. Yeah, see, I've gotten on stage in front of a lot of people and I'm fine, like at a big festival or something, you know. And then cornerstone, I, co- sure, create creation. There was creation. Um, and getting in front of like 20 people in a room, it's so it's like right. It's like stand. It's like stand up comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. Like, it's like the closest thing to that that a musician can get to stand up. Where all eyes are on you, and there's no place to hide, yeah, and, and you have to—you have to carry. Yeah, you're not funny, and no. so you have to carry people's attention. And in between songs, you have to talk and say things that make them chuckle at least. Yeah, and it's very—it's it's a lot of pressure. Matt, do you know um, Rocky Votolato? I don't know him personally, but he is from Seattle. He is a Seattle guy. He—I've gotten yeah. to know him a little bit over the years, and I—I uh, I got to see him do a house show in, when I had a day off in Dallas one time, and he's really good at it. I don't know yeah. if he thinks he is, but he's one of those dudes, and I think Dave Bazan is really good at it too. Um, yeah, he is. Those was that the album are, you played on, or the? Uh, I the produced most of that, oh, okay. and I think I wrote most of Page of the Line stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, Control. <laughs> I wrote all of Control. Yeah, that's actually yeah. me singing. I do a really good Bazan. <laughs> so it wasn't Jeremy Camp. It was David. Yeah, this whole Dave Bazan passed away years ago. Man. I knew it, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> So that new record I was talking about is Jason Martin and me. But this, but but we were all talking about how I think we had something cool we were talking about. We we're talking about how if one of your bands was still successful today, would you still want to be in it? 
and I'm saying I don't really I don't I don't miss the Sherwood life. I think it was great in my twenties. Yeah, enjoyed it in my twenties, but a lot of it was hell. Like sure, endless well, I'm, debates I'm, I'm, about with Dan Coke about who knows can I, what. Can I, you know? can I just say this though? Like classic crime is still active, and granted, we only do two weeks of touring every six months to a year. Yeah, but, that's what Sherwood does. But but it's a sustainable Less. amount because everyone has their other gigs they're doing. But like I get to make music every two years. I get to put yeah. out a classic crime record, which to me, that's what it's about. That's 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 the thing that I like. I didn't like touring ten months out of the year, but I like yeah. I like going to the studio and creating music yeah, I'm, I'm and, having, and having and having a having a bunch of people appreciate that. What, what's what's better than that? So that's what yeah. I that's what I'm in it for. I yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I like that. I mean, I, I because I haven't stopped touring. You know, I'm a, t- a guitar tech right now. I'm still on the road like crazy. I mean, I just got home from Europe uh, for six and a half weeks. I was home for two weeks. I leave tomorrow for another month in the U.S. I mean, I'm gone a lot. Um, to me, it's just that passion of playing and being with uh, your bandmates and creating things together on the road, in the studio. It's the kind of the whole package that I miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I try to talk Dan into stuff like that with Sherwood, but... Dan's a very project oriented kind of dude. He can't really multitask. So it's kind of like, you know, if he calls me and says, I'm ready for another Sherwood album, it's like, okay, then whatever I'm doing, I've got to kind of switch over and be like, okay, yeah. me too. So Matt can kind of, you can kind of start whenever you want, pick up the. So I, yeah, you're kind yeah, of, yeah. you're kind of classic crime, whereas Dan and I are kind of Sherwood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, it, it makes, if you, it makes it easier about it. It makes it easier when it all kind of comes down to me because then I can just go and do it when I need to do it when and, I when, yeah. when I feel like it's hot. And that's a lot of bands. Like there's like so many bands we can think of where it's like I don't know. Like there's like one dude who's Bayside or whatever. I don't know. You know. <laughs> there's like two dudes that and are no, Motion it's, it's City. All, you know. It's all the it's all the dudes. Like the classic crime. We have still all original members. You know what I'm saying though. It it and, yeah, it all but, starts but, with one guy kind of saying, "Let's do it." Sure. And but if that I guy doesn't actually, say he wants to do it, then it doesn't happen. I'm like, with Ethan in that I miss having a band come with a bunch of stuff that I get to work on as right. opposed to me gen- generating all the original content. So like that's I miss that. I miss the kind sure. of the camaraderie of everybody coming in and all all hands on deck and everybody's all in kind of invested. But yeah. at the same time, I do like the freedom of being able to like work on it on my own time, and, and I yeah. don't really need anybody else. But well, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and for me, like you know, kind of doing working on music on days off, and re- you know, recording when I get home and stuff like that. That's all me. <laughs> like when I write, yeah, when I do my solo stuff, it's it's just me. I mean, I I play all the instruments on my recordings and all that stuff. Not Jeremy Camp. No, Jer- uh, I might have him do some guest okay. vocals on the next okay. record. Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> you mean you, right? GBs. Or, ah. or is it me? Or is it you? Sorry. I um, but, jerk. you know, for me, like, I do love the aspect of doing it all on my own, releasing yeah. it on my own. I don't have a label. I don't have anyone to answer to. Now, I'm not really making any money off of it. I think, I've, sure. I think in four years, I've made $37 on Spotify. And to, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And uh-uh. and that's fine. I don't really care. Like I'm not like I have yeah. I have a job with Kings of Leon, and that's 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 my clock in and clock out nine to five, so to speak. So if I don't really make anything off my stuff, I don't care. But guess what? I'm in control of all of it. I can decide where it gets released. Yeah, I can decide everything, sure. and I love that part about it. I just missed 
I miss having okay. Here's something to bring it full circle. The, the, the person to bounce ideas off of and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. I, I really miss that. If you could, you know, there was just no complications to make this happen. Which band would you want to make another record with? With all the dudes coming and bringing their ideas, with all the bands you've been in. If everyone was like, "I'm in, let's do it," and they all lived in town and it was easy to do, which band would it be? Um, honestly, Five Iron Frenzy. It'd be, yeah, it would be Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, uh, you I started that band little too. Jerk. <laughs> That's like my favorite of all. Christian I know bands. it is. It, I did not start that band. I know. If you did, I would be like shaking right now. Like, Reese. however, Reese Roper did a solo thing after they first broke up, and I played on that record. You did. I did. I I, I wrote some songs with Reese on that record. Have you ever kissed anybody in Five Iron Frenzy? I've definitely kissed Reese before. There was only one girl we did, in the band. That we was did shows joke. together. That was a joke. There was I know girl. it was the joke, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you which, which dude I kissed. All right. <laughs> we didn't like make out or anything. It was are just kind you, of... uh, where are you on, uh, uh, oh, you're not, Sherwood had this thing. Where, where am I on what? Sher- Sherwood, this is totally like, I just assumed you guys were in my band and you knew my inside jokes. Sherwood had this thing called Froman's Scale. Okay. It's something that Mikey made up one day on tour, like where you are, partially gay. Because oh, okay. we all convinced Dan that he was a five on Froman's. It's one to ten. He was a little bit attracted to men, but not totally gay. So we're like, so it be. Dan was like, you know, sometimes we'll see a guy and I'll think he's cute or whatever. And Mike goes, "You're a five on Froman's." <clears throat> I would, I would put Dan at a five for sure. So from I've toured so, with him. I know. So I was just about to say, "Where are you in the Froman's?" Not realizing you didn't even know what I'm talking now, about. I, di- I didn't, but now I do. Uh, Reese, you were if, like a two on Froman's. If I had a so wait, is, is the scale one to ten? One to ten, yeah. One to ten, ten meaning like eight being you're <clears throat> you're a homosexual, probably. Okay, so ten is homosexual, one is is straight. One is straight, ten is homosexual. Well, five, five would be bi, right? Five might be bi. So Dan bi Dan just... Coke might be bi. We don't know. Okay, um, according to this funny conversation we're having on the road. So one being straight, ten being totally gay. I would put myself at like a three for Reese. Just in, no, I mean, just specifically for Reese. Like, okay. Like I'm not, I'm not like, uh, you know, embarrassed or I don't get weird by saying like, that's a good looking dude. But I think, yeah. but I think that. I mean, I'm looking. Well, at Nate, I'm, I'm sitting across from Nate Henry right now. Oh. I might jump up to a four here soon. <laughs> I think something's poking up to about a seven, right? I'm looking around. <laughs> oh, that's just my, that's just my e cig. That's just your e cig. Uh, sucking on anything. This is the, this might be my favorite podcast we've ever done because it's just so raw and funny. Did I just become your your, your third co-host? I think I'm about four. I'm a four on Froman's right now, Ethan. Too. Ooh, <laughs> Matt, Matt, where are you on the Froman scale? By that sitting by that pool. <laughs> I'm a negative three. It's getting kind of cold out ah, here. Got negative it, okay. three. Matt's totally secure in his heterosexual lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. To answer your question, Nate, uh, of the band that yeah, I would, yeah, the bands I, of all the bands. Honestly, I, uh, it'd probably be Supertones. Really? Yeah. Just I do mean, another straight Supertones record. Yeah, I mean, I would say with with the lineup that we that ended on, yeah, yeah. Because even though even though like the last two years of that band, we made the least amount of money, and it was like some of the worst attended shows we did. There were some really good ones in there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. The Those feeling. were the I would say the funnest years, some of the funnest years I've ever had touring. Okay. And a lot of that had to do with, especially with Dan, our trombone player, Dan Spencer. He's one of my best friends, was in my wedding, all, that whole deal. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, to be able to like make music with him again would be amazing. We kind of are right now. I mean, all the songs I'm writing, I'm sending to him for ideas because I'm writing all ska reggae stuff right now. So. Well, that's cool. 
Pretty cool, Rad. man. So yeah, so very cool. So you kind of you kind of wish Supertones could kind of be a pickup leave off band, kind of like what Matt and I do, sort of. It, it, yeah, if if I could have that same situation, I, I would pick that band to pick up. And leave like off if with, you were just the singer of Supertones, you could kind of control a little more. Maybe so. I don't know. They got back. See, they got back together like three years after we broke up. Oh, they with like a couple so of the original guys, and it was kind of their baby. And it, me and Dan got a call to do it, and we're like, nah. What was the name of the guitar, the original guitar player? Well, Kevin Chen, Slim, they called him. Slim. Yeah. And he, smoked, and he smoked Virginia Slims behind the dumpster. He, I think he did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Slim yeah. was a good dude. He was in that band Bloodshed, remember them? Bloodshed, no. Old hardcore band, early oh. early Tooth and Nail years, yeah. And that you started. Yep, I, start, right, you... I started Tooth and Nail, actually. You have to go, Matt. <laughs> My name is Brandon Evo. I do have to go. Oh, I'm, uh, we're all, I'm technically but we're on only vacation. An, but we're only in an hour and a half right now, man. Yeah, we you went guys, full circle. Matt's kryptonite guys, is vacation. Family? family. <laughs> yeah. I'm at uh I'm at Jelly I'm at a Jellystone Park, one yes. of those yogi those yogi <laughs> bear parks. Oh it's I love like it. a, it's got a water park. We're in Shenandoah, which is, you know, you know, West Virginia. Mountain mama. If you see a blurry Take figure behind the Country sign. Room. Looking at you, peeking behind the tree. Well, run like hell, <laughs> Matt. We should uh, we, we should let you go. Actually, be with your family. I think we've taken up enough of your time, and then me and Nate will wrap this thing up. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, guys. All nice right, to talk to you, Ethan. Hey, always a pleasure, sure. And I will I will do my damnedest to make sure I'm in town the next time you come through. Oh yeah, quit your job for me, baby. Oh, done, man. You hear that, <laughs> Kingsland? I'm done. Hey, Matt. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking one for the team to be on the show tonight. All right, fellas. Love you. Take care. Bye, everybody. See ya. All right. It's just you and me. Now I can really. Two of us. Now we can really talk about Fridays. I didn't want to tell you, but fucking Matt McDonald, I hate him. (laughs) I know he was like, you're such a nice guy. Fuck that dude. I don't like him. (laughs) You got to bleep those out because we have a Christian audience. Do you bleep out cuss words? Uh, I have for fun. But that's it. Only but, a but times. like, we're no, not no, gonna no, have we, to do it on here. We drop it every once in a while, and then we got a couple. Of re- we got a couple of reviews on iTunes. That we're like, love the show, great content, but these guys use dirty language. Oh my god! And it was like one bad <clears throat> word here and there, and in context, like if I was like I was talking about the fake book that Matt wrote, right? Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be funny unless you know you drop the f bomb, right? Sure. But if you're just dropping it every other word, I can see that where it's like, yeah, if you're one of those guys, it's like, fucking listen that and yeah, fucking yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I get that, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of when I got a little older, I was kind of like, you know, because you go to church or whatever. If you grew up in that, it's like, oh, don't use that language, this and that. You know, your parents try to teach you that, but I kind of feel like the older I got, it was like, you know what? Sometimes there's not a better word. Like well, yeah, if I'm it's, trying it's, to describe it's just, something, it's just a word. It's just a word. It's how you use it. I, you know, I think cursing was uh, actually like wishing ill will upon somebody. Sure. Uh, or you know, I don't think it was like curse words are different. You know, yeah. like you say pants in the UK, everyone laughs at you. Like you talk about your underwear. Like no, I'm like where are my jeans, my pants. You know what I'm saying? Like I trousers. Remember, yeah, it's like no, pants is underwear over here. You know, I've said this on a podcast before, but it's just like oh yeah, different words mean different. They do yeah. things everywhere. So I had a bad experience or funny bad uh, years ago when Reliant K was in Australia doing a show. Yeah, we did. Remember those things called talkbacks? It was kind of like a live Q and A with a crowd or whatever. Yeah. Um, or or it's almost like an interview in front of an audience. Whatever. Uh, 
something came up in this interview about fanny packs. And so I started talking about fanny packs in reference to something. Yeah. Not knowing that fanny in Australia means vagina. <laughs> had I had no clue. I was like, because, you know, growing You're up in fanny. America, yeah. a fanny pack or a fanny is your butt. You know, your grandma gets mad at you. I'm going to spank on the fanny. Whatever. I thought this is not a bad thing, but it got a lot of laughs. And nobody corrected me in the half hour we were doing this interview. And then afterwards, the, the, the guy that kind of conducted the interview was like, um, that was hilarious. I was like, what was so fun? I was everyone laughing at me. Oh, you know what fanny means? Yeah, it means your butt. He's like, not down here. Not down, not down under. Not down under, mate. Down hey. under means the down under. <laughs> Crikey, it's way down under. You don't want to be saying that in front of you, Sheila. <laughs> you know what's oh. oh man, that's funny. Yeah, Matt's just probably listening. It's going, what the heck did they do at the I end know. there? Matt t- leaves and we just tune out. Matt, this is what happens when you uh, three of us are on here together, hey. and Nate moves back to town to once again be my neighbor. Speaking of, I have one of my, speaking of your Australia story, I'll, okay. I'll end with one of my foreign all country right. stories and then we'll be done. Um, but this, this this ties in your love for Rocky. Oh, all right. So I'm listening. We're in Japan and our tour manager's name's Chitty. His name's Cheetah. <laughs> okay. But his real name, you know, his nickname is Chitty. Okay. So everyone's asleep. We're driving. We're dr- It's the longest drive in Japan, which isn't very long. Yeah. It's like maybe five hours, but everyone was jet lagged. It's like 40 minutes. And I was like pumped. Because I was like, foreign country, man. I was just like, Japan has overwhelmed me with like, this is like all brand new touring again. Yeah. So I asked our tour manager, I'm like, what's your favorite American movie? And he goes, Back to Future. Oh. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and then he goes, no, 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 no. Rocky. Rocky 1. Good. Rocky 2. So good. And everyone's asleep and he's just getting into this. Just you and him? Just me and him. Yeah. And he goes, Rocky 3. Fine. Rocky Four, fuck you. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Rocky Five? He was saying it that might too? have been Rocky Five because that's the worst one. Okay, but but he just like launched it. He that's said, Rocky Five, fuck you. And I was like, <laughs> I was dying laughing, and everyone was asleep. And I was like, oh, gosh, I wish I was I, there. Oh, I don't have this on tape. <laughs> that was like YouTube gold before YouTube was a thing. I I, I oh. love I love little language barriers like that where you know. Um, like maybe speak. he was like Rocky Four, okay, Rocky Five, fuck you. He literally just <laughs> didn't know what word to say. Got so mad. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I totally cut you off. And I'll end with this. This is a story of, uh, that uh, John Davis, speaking of Super Drag, told me a long time ago when they were in, on tour in Japan. They were on stage at a festival playing, and they finished a song. And he's yeah. and he said, "Hey, what's up? We're Super Drag. We're from Tennessee." And as as you know, in Japan, when you finish a song, the crowd gets really quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want to hear what you have to say. So he says, we're super drag from Tennessee, and it's really quiet, and all of a sudden, some guy goes, oh, yeah, Jack of Daniels. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. The guy was so excited to yell Jack Daniels. <laughs> and the whole crowd probably went, yeah. And yeah, exactly. really quiet again. Okay, what is he going to say next? My favorite yeah. thing was seeing people crowd surf with their like masks on their faces. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> They're like sick masks. Everyone wears a mask in Japan. They don't want to get sick. They, yeah. No, they don't. Actually, I talked to one guy. It's not that they don't want to get sick. It's they don't want to give their germs to anybody else. So they, they wear them if they are sick? Or yeah, just... they wear them if they are sick and keep their germs to themselves. That's that's really respectful. Yeah, it's well, that's how the whole country operates. Yeah, but if you do that in America, people are like, we think you're fucking yeah. weird. and Have AIDS and you're going to 
yeah, give yeah. it to them. Yeah. You have, you have you're Ebola. Just, you're going to spit it on them or something. Yeah, yeah. It's totally reverse America, America That's to, why I loved it over there. America but, needs to calm down and a little I, bit. And I brought up that Japanese store because I'm in Ethan's room right now and there's Rocky stuff all over the place. Yeah, I got a bunch of Rocky stuff. So if it wasn't... Quite the fan. If it wasn't Tooth and Nail, you would have been friends with Sylvester Stallone, you would have done a couple of movies with him. I think so. Yeah, I think I think I could have maybe redeemed Rocky Five a little bit. That was the other dream of yours. Yeah, to 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 co-star along Stallone in all of his movies. What did you think of Creed, the latest? I thought it was great. Okay, I all thought right. it was awesome. Did you see it? No, you should. It's really good. Actually, I was in it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I wrote wait, it. the movie. I yeah, think you're talking I about it. the band. Sorry. No, you were in that. You were in that band. I was in Creed, the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just making our jokes of yeah, ourselves. This is where you end a podcast. Yeah, we everybody. don't have our laugh track, Matt, here to laugh at all our stupid I jokes. Know. So. If anyone's out there uh, looking to, in a, you know, starting a podcast, this is where you usually uh, end it. Yeah, you can fade in some Rocky music yeah. right here. All right, all right, man. Nate, good, good hanging, good hanging, good talking. Yeah, glad to have you back in the neighborhood. And folks, we're not kidding. Nate lives three houses down from me. Yeah, I know. That's oh, crazy. Once winter hits, if you're on our street, you're going to see one of us. At late at night, I'm three doors up. We're kind of a ska version of. Well, and literally, you're kind of up. You're up slightly uphill from. Yeah, me. three doors up. We're kind of the upbeats. You know what I'm saying? The upbeats, the beat downs. You're kind of the down. I'm kind of the, the downbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Later. So what do you think? Was that chaotic enough for you? Three people? Usually it's just me and one other person, but add a third to the mix and it gets a little crazy. Especially when Nate just wouldn't stop. He wanted to make it all about me. It's almost like it was just a Don't Feed the Trolls episode, but I got a little stuff in there to make it a collaborative episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you uh, enjoyed hearing from Matt and Nate. Uh, make sure you check out the Don't Feed the Trolls podcast. You can go to trollspodcast.com. Follow them on Instagram at Trolls Podcast. They're on Facebook, all that good stuff. You can see what they're up to. Listen to all their episodes. I think they're at like 70-something episodes. But thanks again to Matt and Nate for making this uh, episode so much fun. Those guys are really good friends of mine, and it was, uh, it was about time that we got together and did something like this. Uh, we've been talking about it for a while. So thanks again for listening to you guys. I really appreciate it, and we'll see you on episode 21.